Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. He's here, everybody. The great announcer is here. Don't eat my soup. What, are you talking Spoonie Shears? We're talking about prostitution. Shut up, Elliot. I'm murdering. Know yourself. I'm the Tom Hanks of podcasting. I'm here now. Jimmy's here. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. 
Hello, everybody. Indeed, yes, welcome to the program, episode 2416. This is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about uh, sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. It's a very popular song from the... Uh, uh, middle 90s. Wait, now you saw them over the weekend. I just saw That's them. That's why I pulled... That must have been why that was on my head. Well, let's talk about that in a second. Let me welcome everybody yep. in. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, everything's going status quo here. I hope that everybody is... Uh, I don't know if you saw the devastation that's happening in the Midwest from tornadoes. Yeah. Dayton, Ohio, where I have uh, had the, you know, I know a guy who worked with an uncle there. And so I know that. Uh, <laughs> oh, this must be hard for you. But I do have friends there and uh, I do. Uh, I did reach out to them and I've not heard back, which can only just mean that their service is down. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that's what it means. Right. Um, but I've worked at Dayton, Ohio, since uh, Ohio, since the late 80s. And they have. Uh, uh, either Jokers or Wileys, and so I've made friends in that area, and I know they got hit with three tornadoes. Jesus. That is, uh, and you see that it's, it's one of those things too, where they, the tornadoes hit um, communities, mm-hmm. and not it, dare I say, not just the trailer park. Like it, it hits, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, McMansions mm-hmm. and 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 the stores and that sort of thing. And uh, we also have friends in Tulsa that are going through it, where they are on a daily basis running down to their basement and. Uh, having to, uh, uh, they're also dealing with flooding. Like everything is, uh, you know. But I, but I, but I stand by that. I think climate change is a hoax. I really stand by that. <laughs> I mean, tornadoes come every summer. You know, in, in by the hundreds. Yeah. You know, uh, especially in the you know Ohio is known as tornado country. So, right. I mean, know. it's. I mean, you know, they might get one a year. You know, or at least a threat of one a year. Mm-hmm. But but certainly, you know, what's happening is not the norm. I also don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's keep that in mind. Maybe they get 300 tornadoes a day. I have no idea how often yeah. any of these places get tornadoes. Uh, but they are right there in the foothill and. Uh, what? <laughs> That is what? <laughs> Trump. I'm doing it on purpose. I'm just, I just make this stuff up and and. Uh, well, it's right in the middle of Tornado Alley. It's right, it's right, right in TA, huh? Yeah, it's right in there. Uh, yeah, you don't want to get knocked down, have a strike or a seven ten split well, you, down that alley. Well, then you also got a Chumbawamba you get, style. You get up again. Yeah, never gonna let you down. Wait, is that the next line? Yeah, you get, drink. Yeah. You drink a whiskey drink. You drink a vodka. Drink, <laughs> drink a no, cider drink. I say vodka. Drink a lager drink. Get excited. <laughs> um, so yes, Matt Belknap. I saw that you and your wife and maybe another couple. I don't know who you went with. It's not my business. Uh, <laughs> it isn't, and I won't reveal. It. I appreciate that. I want to be kept in the dark. But I, uh, I know that you went there. It was Friday night on Saturday. Night. Saturday night, rather, and it was a. Uh, oh wait. It was a Sunday night. It was Sunday night. Sorry. It was two nights. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I, I keep thinking today's Monday because we usually record on Mondays. Um, luckily for you, it was a beautiful, nice. Well, Jimmy, when you talk balmy. about Memorial Day weekend it's in gonna Los be, Angeles, it's going to be too hot. It's the beginning of summer. That's when we turn the heat on in the pool. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is what you do when, you, when you're planning for an evening out in Hollywood on May 27th mm-hmm. or whatever it was. So what do you, you got out your, uh, your ski jacket? Yeah. I got my parka. <laughs> Umbrella. <laughs> got my slicker. Right. It, <laughs> my was, rain boots. it was freezing and raining. Yeah. It, it like poured as we were sitting in our car, inching our way towards, you know, the parking. Mm-hmm. And then, luckily, it basically it's it was drizzling as we went through security, and then it just was done by the time we got to our seats. But your seats still wet, right? Did yeah. You, did you bring? So uh, we put the we put our ponchos on the seats, uh, and then 
Good to go. It, it drizzled a little. Poncho is your manservant, correct? <laughs> yeah. You just had him lay he's down. A nice, he's a nice his soft back. surface that sure. I can uh, relax on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it drizzled maybe a little <laughs> bit in like uh, early on in the show. I don't, you know, I don't mind the drizzle. Yeah, it's it the fine. cold that. Uh, the, actually, before that, yeah, it, there. The, you know how after it rains, there's this just like that sense of like the dampness settles and suddenly you're freezing cold. Yes, that happened and that was not cool, but <laughs> but it was fine. Uh, now here, now I did a little research on this, and yeah. I want to hear about it. But uh, you know, I've gone to many of these uh, throwback ju- jukebox throwback type right. shows where you get seven artists, mm-hmm. and they each take turns coming out. I really liked what these guys did. It was smart. I'm going to yeah. let you explain that because, uh, but but I thought it was the best way to do this. It worked. It worked really, really well. We yeah. at least read about it ahead of time. So it, what, instead of just having, and I think we t- when those tickets went on sale, or maybe when I first got the tickets, we talked about who goes first, who goes last. It's it's New Kids on the Block, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, Naughty by Nature, and salt and Peppa. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, I don't know, there's a lot of different demographics happening, a lot of different uh, styles. But uh, what they did was it's it was it's a new kids on the block concert. You love it. They come this out so smart. They come out first. They do four or five songs, and then it just kind of segues right into Debbie Gibson. I think was the first segue. Uh, no, Tiffany. I think it might have been Tiffany. Maybe it was Tiffany. Yeah, but then, but I think Tiffany then just only sang literally like one she song. She sang one song. And then left. She's saying, I think we're alone now. Right. She scrams, and then here comes your friend Debbie. Yeah, and then Debbie does like a medley. And, uh, Are you happy with that? No, because I wanted the full, uh, uh, out of the blue, I think, was the first part of the medley. And that I love that song. Mm-hmm. It's a great pop song. So I wanted more of that. And then she did Electric Youth, which I want zero part of. Oh, you don't. <laughs> I do not enjoy Electric Youth. It's not good. But it was uh, part of the medley, right? It, it was the end of the medley, yeah. which I guess the, <clears throat> I remember at the time, that was like that album after she kind of broke. And then that was like her first big, like, this is it. Like a lot of money went into this album and that was the lead off single. And it was just kind of like me. Mm. I don't think it's that great, but, but that was fine. And then the new kids came back out. They come out, they do a couple more numbers. Yep. And then they bring out, I think they, then they bring out salt and Peppa, uh, who do a few. And were they there? They have salt and Peppa was there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're in effect. <laughs> was they, want, there, they want you to push it. What, and how do they, do they, how, how, how well do they push it? They push it good. I push it, they push it real good. Okay. <laughs> because there was talk that it wasn't it wouldn't be as good By as the expected. Way, they they saved that for last. Uh, yeah, of course. And uh <clears throat> oh, come on, Shoop was probably a bigger song for them. Yeah, but Push It's a better song. Yeah, it is. And, and it's, what, it's, but what a man is also a, uh, What a man, Shoop, let's talk about sex. Like those were all bigger hits I think than Push It. Maybe not, I don't know, but Push It was like that early hit of theirs that was just seemed like a like a one and done mm-hmm. for them. Like they, Oh, you're never gonna hear maybe even a little novelty ish, a little bit. Yeah. yeah because they, that's, what's so funny about that song. They're not that involved in it. It's kind of sort of like a dance track that happens to have a little sprinkling of rap in it, mm-hmm. but it's more about the like, yup, you know, there's just a lot of noises and, and DJ work and effects. And then it's kind of like all, also these two women are just kind of doing a couple of call and response type mm-hmm. lines. So for that to be like their signature song is weird to me. But when, when Shoop is like a full meal of a song. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but anyway, that's great. And that's the way it should. But but actually, that was so the way that worked, I think it was uh, now I'm going to forget if it was it might have been hanging tough. So like new kids, they're saving until the end. They do hanging tough. And then I think hanging tough just kind of like it kind of just 
goes right, stripped down to the beat and they're dancing and then it just like push it just starts and they're still out there wow. so it's it's like this crazy and then salt and pepper like the things the, the the big screens part and they come out to do their final set and it's just push it with new kids but then new kids kind of scrams so they did like three songs earlier then they come back <clears throat> right so that's what you, uh, you you've not said yet yes so they go away yeah and then they come back a second time later in the show right. Tiffany, Debbie, Gibson yeah. the only group that didn't do that was Naughty by Nature they just came out once and right. did their three songs that people know and, uh, and but the ladies got split up yeah uh, which is fine because you know they had more hits like Tiffany and Debbie Gibson had well I mean Tiffany probably had the same amount of hits as as Naughty by Nature, but she 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 and she didn't do uh, the Beatles song, which I thought was interesting. She uh, didn't do "I Saw You Standing Saw There." She also standing, didn't yeah. do the um, uh, what's, the, what's the other cover that uh, I saw? She did uh, she did um, "All This Time." Yeah, and could have been. Yeah, and I think we're alone now. That was it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's weird that she came back out and did uh, two she songs, did, yeah. uh, two ballads. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was weird. And then Debbie Gibson came back out did the lesser of her two ballads, which I forget the name of, and then did um, Lost in Your Eyes. And then Joe, Joey Joe, Joey Joe McIntyre yeah. comes out and they do that as a duet, which, by the way, if you're wondering, did New Kids on the Block suck uh, as a as a as a as performers, as a sh- putting on a show? No, they're great as individual singers. They and dancers and whatever else. They are as mediocre as they always was. Including Joey McIntyre. Except Mac- Joey. He's very Joe, good, right? Joe McIntyre can fucking sing, man. Yeah. Like even Jordan, who at the time I think everyone was like, well, Jordan's the like star. Mm-hmm. He's a little he's a little wobbly, but Joe McIntyre can actually sing. Right. And like even better than Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson's a decent singer, but and and Tiffany, I think, is probably the better of the two singers. Of, is that you? Th- you I think really she, believe that in 2019, I think she sounded better than Debbie Gibson. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Uh, but that as the as a guy who was in Camp Tiffany or Team yeah. Tiffany, I'm surprised by that. Really? Because I always for me, and again, they were children, so this is very yeah. odd to say. But also, I was only 18, so yeah. it's not that sickening. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I found Tiffany to be the cuter of the two, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed her voice more. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 wrong. You, I enjoyed you th- her. Yeah, I, you thought Debbie Gibson was the cuter. No, no, I oh. thought Tiffany was cuter. Oh, you thought Debbie Gibson. See, but I, I thought Debbie Gibson had a better voice. I would flip flop those. But the, you're right. In the 80s, it did seem like Debbie Gibson had more of the complete package. Also, she was a songwriter. Yeah. But she's a little nasally. I mean, she sounded great at first, and then it kind of. A little? <laughs> a little? <laughs> yeah. It, it was. It was like, okay. Like, at first, I, I was I, like, wow, this is great. And she's dancing around, and she's she looks great. Like, mm-hmm. she, she. So I was like, wow, awesome. And then, and then it just kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I think as she's gotten older, that New York accent is really thickened, hmm. right? Isn't she from New York? I don't know. Because like she no was idea. in an interview recently that, I, and I thought it was uh, Lori Majewski. Uh, I think she, if she's not from New York, she's from Jersey. Please look that up, Garen. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was Lori Majewski who has a very thick New York Jersey yeah. type accent. Yeah. And I thought it was her. And then she goes, anyway, this is Debbie Gibson. Like, oh God, <laughs> stop talking. She's from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, see, yeah. And I think as she's getting older, Interesting. it's getting thicker and thicker. Wow. So huh. uh, I think she may have been a better singer back yeah. in the, in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, she wasn't bad, but, but you know, when Joey Joe comes out, I mean, that's showtime. Yeah. I, but <laughs> I can only take your word for and it. And I like that song. I like, he's uh, also handsome. He's very handsome. And uh, and into it, you know, like he's the he was the lead. I think Jordan was the lead on most of their songs, but he did that. Um, I'll be loving you forever. I think was the song that he was the lead on. And he's like on his knees and he's like 
looks like he's breaking down into tears. I know it's all an act, but he's mm. very convincing. <laughs> he just <laughs> looks like he's falling apart up there. Right. Uh, the other cool part was that they, they're like, we're not just performing to this. We're performing to the whole bowl. So they come out and we were, because of our friend, by the way, there's a weird side story here. I guess I'll tell it briefly. Our friend, Carrie, we have two friends named Carrie. Both of them were going with us, <laughs> but the one, one of them got us the tickets uh, and she has a friend who works at the bowl. So she got these crazy tickets oh, for great. like a, a good price. So we were like in the front of row G or H, which is like, if you, if you can picture where like the soundboard is, the, the sound, you were in what they call the super seats. Or, right, or were you like the first section behind the boxes, basically? Or the, so you were not in a, uh, no, we were a canvas not. box? No, no, no. So you're, yeah, those are, yeah, they call those the super seats. Okay, so we were front, like, that's fourth, great. Fourth row behind there. And so, great seats. And so there's like on our, on our right is the sound booth, and on our left is like another, it's like the electrical booth or something. So there's like, you know, there's two little roofs there. And they're like, they, they suddenly start coming into the crowd and they climb up on the thing to our left. In the rain. And well, yeah, well, I mean, it is not rain, But yeah, it was kind of like, man, this is going to be slippery. Slick. Yeah. But we did. I guess I didn't realize this, but uh, Carrie. Oh, so th- th- just quickly, the Carrie who got the tickets, her husband was at the Angels game that day, like day game, got hit in the head with a foul ball. Do you know that's the second person this weekend that got hit by a foul ball? You know who, who the other one is? Christy Stratton. Oh, my God. Then this is even crazier. We know a third person? Because then yesterday, Elise's boss went to the Dodgers game and got hit by a foul ball. We know three people. How is this possible? That's bananas. I thought it was crazy when it was two people. That's bananas. And and so Elise's boss saw it coming and turned, but got hit in the back. And Elise was like, the bruise is just insane. Jesus. But, But so our friend Todd, our friend Carrie's husband, he was like, I'm fine. But for a little while, I was like, where did he get hit? Uh, what? Where did he get hit? In uh, the head. He got hit and you said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know where on the head, but it was a little bit like, is she going to have to It go? was not a direct shot, right? It bounced around before it hit him in the head? No, I think it went right. How the fuck is he alive? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe it glanced off him so it wasn't, but because he didn't, he wasn't knocked unconscious or anything. And, but it was a little like, can he drive? They where were, were they sitting? Out. I don't know. I have no idea. Probably, you know, either on the first baseline or the Jeez. third baseline. Jeez. I don't know how he's alive. I'm not kidding. Yeah. So she was like, I don't think I can go. Like, I might have to go get him. And then she was like, okay, I, he's driving home, but I don't want to leave him here. Like, you know, I'm going to, I want to monitor this. Like he, mm-hmm. he says he's fine, but he says he has a headache. I, yes. You don't want to like go to a concert and come home and then he's he, on the floor. Husband is, yeah. So, uh, so she just, she's like, I can't go. Um, and she's the one that got you the tickets. She's the one that got us the tickets, which is, she like, was more excited about anybody than anybody. Yes, she actually was. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if that's true, but I did afterwards say that. And I think this is true. I don't think anyone would have enjoyed it more than her. She's from Boston. Like it's just, it seemed like this was going to be whatever. Anyway. So unfortunately she wasn't there, but the other Carrie saw them toweling off that area which I didn't notice. And then suddenly, boom, here they are. And they're like, they're right here. And it was like, this is crazy. And I can show you like, like a, like a fangirl. I took pictures and video because it was so weird to have them that close. Then they come down and then Jordan and Donnie come up the other thing, the side that we're on and get on the other thing. Now they're literally like, uh, like the distance from you to me as they go by and then they get up and then they're, then they're me and Garen. That's how far away Jordan was Hi, Garen. singing. Which is just, it's such a weird, I know, like, I'm a 44-year-old man. Yes, you are. I don't care, but it's also crazy. I've never been at a concert where I've been that close to the performer in a venue of 20,000 people or whatever it is. So that was totally crazy to see and kind of exciting, weirdly. Like, even though on paper, I would be like, why would I be excited about that? But it's kind of exciting. How do they hang? 
Uh, they hang pretty tough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just want to make sure. Uh, you know, uh, they're rough. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So, so yeah. So they. <laughs> so yeah. They. They. The yeah. The 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 ladies did their set. Then new kids come back. Then they go. Then then I think Salt and Pepper did their set. Then new kids come back. Then Naughty by Nature does their set. New kids back again. And then the final. Salt and, uh, Salt and Pepper. What, what's this 80s song that they closed yeah, with that everybody was involved with? I didn't know about this until it was happening. Pretty catchy, fun song. I, bit, I think they, bit, I don't know if it was all of them, but it, at least Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, and New Kids, and maybe Salt and Pepper. I don't know if Naughty by Nature is involved in it, but they, yeah, they made a new single that's basically just about. It's the message of the whole concert, which is remember the '80s. Yeah. It's just a nostalgia trip, straight up. But it was it's it's very catchy and and fun. And then there's some other thing that, that I didn't know about either that they just put out a video about. It's called Boys in the Band or something, and it's like the history of boy bands in a song. So this is a, this new New Kids song, and they just made a video for it that Lance Bass of NSYNC directed. And oh. I guess he played the he plays the professor in the video. So Lance Bass was there, so they pull him up on stage. And Donnie's like, you guys, I think it's been a little too long since an NSYNC reunion. You guys got to get back together. And if the fifth guy doesn't want to do it, we'll come see you with four. And everyone's like, eh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth guy's pretty important. Slow to down. <laughs> yeah, it's a, let's not commit to anything crazy. The fifth guy's JT, right? Isn't, I, yes. call, I call him JT. Yeah. Uh, but. Justin Timberlake here. I, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and Jenny McCarthy was there. And there were lots of, uh, you know, he had lots of interactions with Donnie and her. And. Uh, yeah, you know, they were giving out free vaccinations because she's turned a corner on that. <laughs> Has she turned a corner? I heard that she walked back those statements. Well, she should speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shockingly, she... right when she got a new high profile gig. Yeah. yeah oh, that's exactly. interesting. <laughs> you talk about the mass Singer? Yeah. Yeah. I And there was she thought for the longest time that Donnie was one of those people. <laughs> she wouldn't let it go. <laughs> uh, that was more so. Hey, remember that I'm married to yeah. one of the new kids on the block, which over I think most and people over and over don't care. But in addition to those things, I had a legit celebrity sighting. The person sitting directly behind me, one row behind me, uh, celebrity sighting hit it. All right, you are at a new. You're in an '80s themed show. Yeah, I'm wondering if that plays into this at all. Is it? A, it's a woman. It is a woman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The crowd was probably 75-25. Was it Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> no, our seats weren't that good. All right, so she was up front. Isn't it? Way uh, up front. Is it an actress? It is an actress. Okay. Is it an actress in her 40s? No, I think she's younger. Do you think this person was there to enjoy or ironically? Uh, her and her friends seemed pretty genuinely they were into, it. Uh, into it. But I but I don't know this person's age, but I would have guessed that she was too young to have been into okay. New Kids specifically. But she may have been there more for salt and Pepper. salt and Pepper's there? salt and Pepper's there. <laughs> there, in effect. Mm. They want you to push it good. Because uh, yeah, that, those '90s hits of Salt and Pepper were a little later. So she was, yeah, she was probably in middle school or, or you know, fifth grade ish when when those '90s hits were happening. And you in in the '80s, 
when Tiffany, uh, it was 87, 88, right in that area. Yeah, I was like 12, 12 13. 13. Yeah, she, those, uh, De- Debbie Gibson and Tiffany are like three or four years older than me. By the way, I, I wasn't 18. I was 22 years old. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> now that these days, yeah. these years are coming out. I'm so <laughs> mad. I meant to take a picture uh, of, you know, the new kids on stage with some identifying marker in the background. Oh, is this our case? All right, Garen, take your time. No, it's not. It's a, it's a junk call. All right, we got a junk call coming um, up. I, I meant to take a picture where it, where it said NKOTB on the screen or whatever and text it to you and just say, uh, mark my words, they'll never make it. <laughs> <laughs> the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was added. It's, isn't it funny? They were they were opening for Tiffany. Yeah, they to, they kind of told that story. Or did they really? Not that story, but... They didn't tell the story, my story? It, no, the, but Tiffany is kind of the Tiffany gave them their break. They basically bum rushed her dressing room at some show and they were like, Hey, we are singers and we want to, and, uh, and I guess talked her into letting them open for her. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it is interesting because they were on two different labels. Oh, wow. Uh, Cause Weird. Tiffany was on MCA. They were on, uh, I want to say Columbia. That's certain, surprising. Released by CBS. But, mm-hmm. uh, so th- that was odd that they would have been, on the same bill back then. Yeah. They, there's a whole, maybe to make up for the fact that Tiffany wasn't singing as many songs as Debbie Gibson or didn't have as much to offer in terms of whatever, but there was like a, they, they played a little video of all the new kids thanking her and showing footage of them when they were teenagers oh, together neat. on tour and uh, and telling that story about how, you know. That she, but I didn't come up? They did not mention my, my you story and being, your pasta salad. <laughs> That's amazing, because, I mean, you'd think that that would have uh, stuck, stuck with those yeah, guys. I thought that they would have heard about it. No, uh, he's, you know, the Joey McIntyre's friends with Graham Elwood. I know. So, uh, it's weird. Uh, but I've never had a chance to talk to Joey, and if I do, I will tell him that story. He's been at Podfests. I know he has. Uh, I know. With those guys. And, yeah, I know. It's weird how we've never really And they were just done. They did a show in Irvine, and Graham was uh, down there with uh, also for another Gary Brightwell. Oh, nice. And I saw that on Facebook, and there mm-hmm. was a picture of them with their with some ladies, and then also... Uh, That's awesome. JoJo, what'd you call him earlier? Joey Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so this... I have a late- guess. Oh, you okay. do? Go ahead. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish? No. Hey, that's not a bad guess, though, if you thought she would be there for... Uh, salt and Pepper, and, like, she's a legit big star right now. Yeah. This person is not as famous as Tiffany Haddish. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, not to disappoint you. The person I saw. TV or film? Uh, both. Hmm. Mainly, I, I don't. Split? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think she might be best known for a specific series, but she has certainly been in a movies. drama series. Yeah, She's is she in... married to someone famous? Not that I know of. Is it Mariska Hargitay? No. So it's not Blake Lively. Uh, no, it's not Blake Lively. So it's not Blake Lively. It's also not as famous as Blake Lively. <laughs> is it oh. somebody you'd be surprised we're in Los Angeles right now? No. So they probably live around here. Probably Are you a Disney person. They they have done they they this person did do something associated with the Disney uh, Walt Disney Company current or before buying Fox <laughs> and everything else and you and you say she's in her forties no I think she's probably in her thirties okay yeah that sounds like some back alley deal that she made <laughs> yeah. with Mickey Mouse I, I didn't want to confuse you she was not she was not on a Disney oh, okay. series so or anything she's worked on she okay. has she, one of her film uh, roles was was a Disney project okay. as an actress. As an actress. But not the not the major thing that we'd know her for. We know well, her from this, a TV this, series. This, the thing I'm thinking of might be the biggest thing she's ever been a part of, but it's the, but that that she's not the focal point of it necessarily. And she's on screen or is she a voice? She's a voice. She in a Bugs Life? <laughs> no, not Bugs. Is that Life. Disney or is that Pixar? That's Pixar. Yeah. Yeah, what's the other ants? Ants is uh, that's, that's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. 
Those were the two that came out. Within, Is it yeah. Moana? No. I wouldn't know that person's name. <laughs> Nor is she in her 30s. Yes. True. She's like 18. Yeah, let's not be dumb here. <laughs> Come on, man. You're smarter than that. And she was a voice on a Disney project. Yeah. Recent, pretty, is it like, Pixar project? No. But like within probably the last five years. Zootopia? Yeah. Who's the the rabbit? She what she was a voice of a rabbit in Zootopia. Oh, is it Christian Shaw? No. Wait, who was the mayor? Wait, the mayor was a sheep. I don't know why I'm playing coy. She is Judy Hopps. She's the voice of Judy Hopps, the main okay. one of the lead characters. I have no idea. Who no, that, is. that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> okay, well, so keep going. Help me at all. <laughs> now a lot of listeners are going to be going nuts right now because they do know. But who was that voice in Zootopia? So focus it. on the TV show then. She was a voice. She was also a rabbit. No, she was a human being in this TV show with and a rabbit name. And, nope. And it's a drama. You said, yeah, a drama about rabbits. It might have had some humor to it, but it's a, it's a one hour. Was the rabbits? Is that where the humor came into play? <laughs> there were no rabbits. Was it no rabbits. funny? Uh, you mean funny? funny. Uh, no, I don't think it was. It, it wouldn't have been nominated for comedy. Nobody would. Nobody would mistake it for comedy ever. No, that, there were like Justified had humorous moments, but right. nobody would ever call no, that. No, no, it was. It was pretty. It was, is, is there a lot of crying if you watch this show? No. Oh, that's okay. a good question. I don't think so. I I stopped watching it after like one season, I think, because they they got rid of the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> it was duck season. Then. Is this Netflix or? Hey, that's network. a great question. It's not Netflix. Is it Primetime Network? Not, ABC, NBC, CBS, no, per, Fox? No. So it's, so it's on home box office. It is on HBO. It was an HBO show. Yes. It was an HBO it show. It was, was. No longer on. It was at the the uh, drama. The, the on HBO. What the hell is that show called? Was it uh, the, the, the Tony Soprano's daughter? No. Whose it's, name I can't... It's not a bad guess, though. Jamie Lynn Ziegler? Jamie Lynn, yeah. Ziegler? I don't know if she's still... What's her name? She's still... Yeah. Jamie, when was Jamie the Lynn show Ziegler? on? When was the show on? Uh, I don't know. Seven years ago. Seven years I, ago on Home Box. Ten office. years ago. I have no idea. Wait, is it Brie Larson? No. No. Oh my God. Jesus, no. Brie Larson. Not not this famous. <laughs> listen, uh, listen to the clues, man. I know, but that's why. The clue. Uh, so far, all we know, Garen, just to catch you up, we know that this is a show that was on seven years ago, and it was about rabbits. <laughs> so listen to the watership down. It, it was on maybe four seasons, so I don't know. It's not that Damon Lindelof show, right, where they all disappear or something? No, the others, not the leftovers. The leftovers. leftovers. What about uh, is it uh, Big Love? Yes. Uh-huh. Nope. <laughs> it is so Big is Love. Chloe Seventy. Nope. It's the other one. There's two more. <laughs> Well, it's not Gene Triplehorn. So nope. Not Who's the 30s. third one? <laughs> Jesus. All right. So it's Big Love and it's not the dude. He's dead. Yeah. Wait, in her 30s? Mm-hmm. Played the daughter, huh? Nope. Or the youngest of the three wives. The youngest wives. of the three wives. I thought that was Chloe 70. No, she was the middle one. Oh, God. It was the middle one. I might need the initials here because we obviously we've narrowed it down. G.G. Gina Gershon. No. Gloria Gaynor. No, it's what's her name? Uh, um, her first name is kind of weird. It's a close to a, re- like a normal. Gal Gadot. Nope. Boy, there's a lot of GG yeah. actresses. Three. It's I'm like a, it's the it's, same amount that I got hit by baseballs over the weekend. <laughs> if we if, know. <laughs> if her first if her first name were the normal version of this name, her initials would be JG. Jerry. Nope. Garen. No. Gene. Nope. Jill. Nope. <laughs> oh wait. Um, <laughs> this is the most brutal <laughs> version of this game. Does ever. she share a first name? I, I can't remember it. Is, is with, it, with the X Files lady? Is no. that the same? Oh, yeah. Gillian? No. Is it Gannett? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why can I not picture who this other person is? There's literally a, a ghost. Wow. I never watched that show because I thought it was atrocious. Jenny? Is it a Jenny? It's, is it Jenny? You're, you're close to the... Oh, it's Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. What's her name? 
I don't it's know. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer J. She's actually a good actress. I Jennifer like her. She's great. She's great. Jennifer is it a J- Goodwin? Jennifer That's Goodwin. It. Jennifer Goodwin. Yes. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> really? Really? Look it up. You'll I know see, who that you is. see her, you'll be like, oh yeah, Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah, she wasn't she in What's About a Time as well? Maybe. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. I think she was on What's About a Time. The two I can like offer recently. you are Zootopia yeah, and Big Love. I didn't del- I didn't delve deeper. After but I, I think she was the star of Once Upon a Time. Yes, she's one of I the she's right. one of the main cast. Yeah, yeah okay. So she's two Disney projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So she was behind you. She was right behind me. Oh, okay. She was Snow White, right? Was yeah. she wearing her rabbit fur? <laughs> I mean, not with the ring. Probably not with the ring. She had like a one of those cabbie uh, hats on with the ears on. sticking up, with like a uh, like one of those, you know, like. <laughs> Those jackets that like British people wear when they're hunting. What are those? Like the rabbit hunting jackets? But, yeah, basically. Be. Yeah. yeah I, we got you there. Hair coat. <laughs> hair suit. Anyway. Yeah, we were like uh She's I feel like her, her what? Yeah, how old is she? Let She's, me let me guess. I'm gonna say at this point thirty four years old. I'm gonna say thirty six. I was gonna say thirty seven, then I panicked because of your are both wrong. Are we hot way too high? Thirty five. No. Oh we're low. She's in her she is in her forties. She was born May 22nd, the day after me. Happy birthday again. 1978. Wow. 88. So that's 41. 41. Boy, she sure doesn't look it. Yeah, seriously. That's crazy. 42 now. All right. So she she probably was the perfect age for new kids. Like she was probably in like fourth or fifth grade. Oh, yeah. She loved it. Yeah. She had those seats. She got her cabbie hat out. (laughs) Did she still have the short hair? As far as I could tell, yeah. The hat is covering it. She was born Jennifer Michelle Goodwin. Standard spelling. Oh, maybe she changed it. Is there the a, another sack. actress with Jennifer Goodwin as the name? That's possible. Another. Seems likely. She yeah. didn't want to go be a three namer. Maybe she wanted to also wanted to be like Jim J. Bullock. You drop that eye, and we remember to this day. It definitely stands out, though. Absolutely, does. There's you a few that? Jennifer Goodwins, actually. Yeah, see, so that's yeah, why you got to separate she, yourself from the pack. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. You got to uh, do the old Brody Stevens thing. Well, good go, word for her. Go with the uh, eight and a half by eleven instead of the eight by ten. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Color headshot. Color headshot. Eleven by seventeen stands out in a pile. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I. Kind of when I was first trying to start acting, that was right when they started having color headshots. And I definitely like somebody said to me, "Oh, you got to get the color headshots because that's why." What, what are you mad at yourself? That was no, it's fine. It didn't work. <laughs> I don't it, it didn't. It didn't. I, I don't know if it hurt or helped. I, don't, I can tell you just a slightly analogous thing uh, from my own experience. When yeah. I, you know, I read screenplays for a living for mm-hmm. a long time. And when they, when someone would try to make like a fancy looking cover page, like mm-hmm. just like do their own, like here's good, this is what the logo is going to be or mm-hmm. whatever, instead yeah. of just typing it out in Courier 12 the way the software <laughs> dictates it to that you do it, mm-hmm. I always in my head went, mm, this guy's amateur. Oh, is that right? Because yeah. it seemed like you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. You don't trust your writing. So you're trying to show off like, this is what it's going to be. This is what the poster would look like. No, don't. You're not the poster designer. Right? That's not, <laughs> you're the screenwriter. You want to produce it, then you can do that. It's, otherwise, it's, it's amateur hour to do that. So yeah. don't do that if you're a writer. Yeah, but, but how is that analogous? analogous? I think he's well, right. I think that's, that's, that's a time. I think when Color Headshots started, it seemed like you're trying trying too hard to be different or, or show off something yeah. but it happened very quickly it went from black and white to yeah. color quicker than well it was like there was like one year where there was a transition period I think. yeah and and i think during that year i mean look i wasn't a good actor at that point <laughs> so that i'm sure played into things yeah but they didn't call me either <laughs> how, how are your pictures did, did they're okay uh i, I 
they were decent because I had at that point, like before that, <laughs> before that, before they had color ones, I printed out my own color. <laughs> that was that's not a good. Idea. That's not yeah, a good that, idea. That could hurt you. Yeah, but then I had a, I had a, a friend who's a professional photographer take mm-hmm. take those ones. So. I think I I still I still like the black and white headshot. I think I it's, it, it looks old. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I, when I say old school Hollywood, I mean that in the complimentary. Like right, it yeah. looks like that's what a, a headshot's supposed to be a, a, right. pro, a promotional f- uh, picture. And yeah. and now with the color, it just looks like you took it on your iPhone. And right. here's my picture. But you could understand why in a world where everything is filmed in color, why of course, you would want to see people what they look like. Yeah, in yeah, color. yeah. Yeah. So it makes more sense. In fact, it should have, by that rare, it should have happened sooner. It should have. But I I think what I meant was when it first started, I could imagine a lot of casting people going, oh, aren't you interesting? Congratulations. Exactly. Like, oh, Yo, you're trying to show off or, or you're, you're trying to get noticed by with the color. Well, that's why of, Brody's joke was so genius. Yeah, it's like, I, exactly. my headshots in color stand yeah. out in the pile. Right. Like, because it was like, it was ludicrous. Like, yeah, what asshole would have a color eight uh, headshot? Right. And then it happened. So he had a he had a, just like me and my sweater watch right. belt. It, he had to re yeah, jigger it to it. use the because uh, actually, when you think about it, we could have had color headshots in 1972. Sure. I wonder. I mean, I assume it would have been more expensive for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but but even so, but how much more was was color film over black and white? It could be four Let's times say as in much. the mid '80s. It could be four times yeah, as much to print that because because you have one plate oh, for to black print and white. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking film, but, but even then, I mean, you're spending two or three hundred dollars probably for a decent number of black and white shots. So if you're really serious, you want to spend a grand, you might. I, I don't. Right. I don't want to spend a grand. Right. <laughs> I don't either. And and when you think about that, it's a lot of. You know, when you get first, when you when you need headshots, mm-hmm. you are the, the the least amount of money you're ever going to have. That's right. true. 100%. So, uh, so a thousand dollars for headshots right. because you got to pay for the photographer, mm-hmm. which is already close to three to five hundred dollars, depending yep. on who you get. Yep. And then any sort of retouching, right? And then uh, you know, and, and back in those days, it was retouching where you had to give it to a guy and they had to do it literally. Oh yeah, yeah. Not just yeah. Photoshop it. Um, and then so uh, you're already in for a thousand plus, right? You know, yeah. to add another it's an investment in your career I understand that <laughs> but when you first move here and you're, ba- you're about to declare bankruptcy that's a lot of effing money man did I tell you the story about yeah, Faces, in, Faces International think, sorry we all heard he did. Yeah. 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 he told us this one right it's so, so yeah. familiar yeah Faces, Faces, Faces International yeah oh uh, yeah Faces Inc go ahead uh, no not Faces Inc <laughs> so as part of doing that kind of stuff uh, I went to this place Faces International and uh, great name it, by the way it's yeah it's a big book <laughs> it's one of those big books of Faces and supposedly it goes to casting directors and whatever. And so I go in there and I, I think it matters to the story. The guy who interviewed me, gay guy, pretty sure. And he kind of looks at me after we do the interview and he goes, you know, you probably shouldn't do this. Do what? Faces International. Oh. You're, gonna wait, you're, you're, you're wasting your money. Nice. And I took it as, oh, you think I can't act or whatever which i, was I, I would true. have taken it that way too yeah but but what he meant was no one gets hired th- this from is, exactly this is he was trying to help me right he was trying to help me uh yeah it was just weird it was just weird to have somebody there at the business tell you please yeah. don't buy our product yeah yep. i feel the same way it, 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 it relates when you see the modeling like they set up a little thing at the mall and it's, you know, the, mm-hmm. not the Casablancas, but it could be, you know, modeling agency, you know, mm-hmm. your, your son or daughter can be in movies and stuff. And like, and then when I see a family talking to them, it's like, I want to say to that family, don't, don't fall for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't give them, you never give them money. And, 
Now that said, what if that's the one family that it works for? So, like, so who are you to get in front yeah. in, in their way? Mm-hmm. But you know, but I do kind of want to go. That, that you're not supposed to ever pay. Yeah, if you've got representation, they make money because they make money for you. Right, you don't have to pay to be repped. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you pay for the photos. That might be okay. But other than well, that, you got you. You of course you pay for the photos. Well, sometimes the reps will. We'll we'll also well, put down for the photos. I will tell you this: when I moved, when I when I first signed with with Bruce at Omnipop, uh, and I was fairly new to this, you know, I was I was only here six months. But I I thought once you got with an agency, you don't have to buy your headshots anymore. Like they <laughs> they did all of that. Right, I assume right. they did all of that. But it's like I would have assumed that too. But nope, yeah, because yeah. and especially back in those days for comedy, I remember you know at the comedy clubs it would be like. Uh, You'd see the comics with the with their agent logo mm-hmm. on there, and I was like, "Well, right. there's no way that the artist is paying for that." But right. it turns out, no, the artist pays for that. Yeah. They just give you the and here's our logo, so you can put those on your headshots and right. mm. uh, cut to Bruce is the only guy that made all the agency at the clients do that. Like, no, I, of course, that's not true. I was with a, you know other agencies throughout the years as well, but um, yeah, I assume like here we go. Mm-hmm. It's also like you get a publicist. You know, publicists are not cheap. Nope. But and then they then you get a, you get a bill at the end of the month as well for you know here's the amount of staples that it's almost like a emergency room mm-hmm. you know here's the amount of staples here's the phone calls here's the like so you know you divide up the phone bill with the other clients like yeah so 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 what what do you pay for at all <laughs> Nothing. you have no overhead mm-hmm. your clients pay for everything for you to get me on I love the eighties part <laughs> seventy five <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh. A racket, uh, except for I mean, our publicist is a, the, for Never Not Funny does a great job. Mm-hmm. She uh, it knows to be a, she's a human being, Jess. Yeah. She's not uh, one of the corporate. Yeah. You know, unless she hears this and she goes, "Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be charging you guys for my internet." <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, let's cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, you might have to, nah, she's a good person. I think she represents Maria Bamfer, so she's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. She's doing just fine. She's covered. She's got the bammer. Who's anyway, it? fun show. <laughs> you enjoyed yourself. It look, it, it, yeah. I ended up looking at, like I said, I did a little research, and and when I saw the way they handled that, I was like, I was like, you know what? I could have enjoyed that show. When my when I found out my friend couldn't be there, I was almost gonna text you, but I don't think you would have gotten there in time. I mean, and and with the weather, I don't know if you would have. Like, if I let's say, I think we got there. If I had texted you at, and now I can't remember. Let's say seven o'clock. What time did it start? It started at eight. What are you asking me? If I texted you at seven and if I could have gotten there on my own, yeah. And if I said if you could be here in an hour, you can get you can come to the show on Saturday night. The only problem was, well, I guess I would have emailed you the ticket. You had to print out the ticket. It was one of those things where it said like you it can't be on your phone for some reason. So I would have emailed it to you. You would have printed it out, jumped in the car. Would the rain have ruined my ticket? What do you mean? Like because it's freshly printed, getting wet. Yeah, (laughs) smudged the barcode. Should I put it in a? Should I laminate it? Uh, I think you want to go. Yeah, the lamination probably would have cost me some time. Stop it, Kinkos. Yeah, yeah, get that. Laminated. I don't think I would have made it then. Yeah, not with the lamination. You know, put it in a Ziploc bag. Oh, <laughs> well, if I don't have any, I got to stop at Target to get one of those. Okay. Uh, I mean, you have to get a whole box though. Yeah, I know. You only need one. I Maybe you could haggle one. with them to say, "Look, I only need one." Get a, yeah. a, Lucy, yeah, a, a Lucy plastic bag. And you're costing you're costing me time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you live near Target, so that's not that far. That part's not the problem. Yeah. Uh, so seven. Uh, would I've been there by eight. The question is, where were we at seven o'clock? That's the. What were we doing at seven o'clock? Oh no, no, I could not have. We had a. Uh, no, that was Sunday. Yeah. Wait, Sunday was when you went. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have. Okay. We were. Uh, well, I feel better about the fact that because I knew at five o'clock that we weren't gonna. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Um. 
Yeah, we had uh, we had the Joneses over. We were trying to keep up with those guys. Yeah, you got to. And uh, we played Cranium. So I I think if I would have bailed to go to that, it would have looked. Yeah. You know, it's that a, wouldn't. That's not cool. Yeah. It's bad form. It is like, hey guys, I just got the thing. I'm going to take off and. And it's your house, right? Yeah. So that's really yeah. You have to be there. Yeah. And I'm sure you had fun. Um, Cranium is fun. You ever play that? Uh, I have. Yeah. You, you, not, you know, not it's, a long time. It's uh, you know, it's. it's Trivia, it's it's charades, it's does that, yeah. does that have the clay in it as well. You got to right. yeah, you got to yeah. sculpt, you got to draw, you got to answer quite like it's wherever you land, it's it's fun. You never feel stressed out. Wait, Elliot, you've never played Cranium? I have. I just don't remember. Oh, what, okay. I, I want to make sure I have the right was, one in my hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta, you know, they got the, you know one category is humdinger, and you have to hum a song to try yeah. to get your team to guess it, and uh, you got to draw with your eyes closed to see if That's people. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. So yeah, that would have been uh, yeah. Uh, you made the right choice. That would have been dicky. You didn't make a choice. I didn't give you a choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually just got that uh, the Jackbox thing uh, ah. over the weekend, and we were playing that, which is so nice. so fun. Which one? The, uh, the the one that has uh, the t-shirt design thing, and no, this one is uh, the newest one is five. This is the first one, I think. Okay, so it has um, it has the it has you don't know Jack. Lice, one of the games. yeah, Licewater. You don't know what you don't know Jack. Drawful, drawful, and um, something with a spud. Something, yeah. something spud. That's not one of my favorite ones. I forget. I don't know if we played that one. Even. Is it Spuds McKenzie? Yes. It's just a, the whole game is a picture of a dog comes up and you say, is that Spuds McKenzie <laughs> or not? Nope. It's Target Dog. <laughs> yeah. And uh, You know, I, I bet you. I, I crushed Zoe in that game, by the of way. Of course you did. She doesn't know <laughs> she it. She has no idea who Spuds McKenzie not, is. Not a lot of replay value, though. You're right about that. There's just, it's a one and done. Yeah. Which one of these dogs is Spuds McKenzie? So when you play, when you play Drawful. Yeah. Uh, uh, does everybody have a tablet that Got they can? Your, we, uh, I, Elise was using her iPad, so uh, I was using an iPhone, and then I was like, no, I need an iPad because this is too small. <laughs> so yeah, we ended up. We do have three iPads in the house, so we ended up just all using. Mm, iPads. Look at you, lot de fuck. Actually, we have uh, we have four. But <laughs> look at you, Mister Moneybags, huh? Yeah, they're, they're anywhere from uh, two to seven years old, I believe. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's so fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun playing that game. Yeah, yeah it's a good time. It's a good time. I, sp- I spent a little time over the weekend cleaning out my uh, garage. Nice. That's what we had to do. And then um, uh, it started where I, I was trying to find, many years ago, I did a, I did a, a TV series for, I want to say, shit, I forget who it was. Uh, I, I mean, it was for the Duffy brothers who were, uh, they had their own company and then they did a series or a special on either discovery or whatever about childhood and stuff. And so it was one of those things where it was talking head, uh, but talking about your life. And then these aren't the Duffer brothers, right? No, these are Mike and Tim Duffy. Okay. No, not the Duffer brothers. <laughs> assholes. Um, Why are you mad at the Duffer brothers? They're not. Are they assholes I, for making a show you didn't like? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they're part of the reason I don't like it. The way that they think they're important. Keep in mind, I have stuck with my statement. I said years ago, I will never learn those guys' names. I yeah. don't want to know them. Do not tell them to me. It's good that you don't know them because that, that makes them humans. And then you'll feel bad for them for how much you hate them. I, I don't hate them. I just don't. They're, they're I don't dickheads. care about that show. They're two fucking dickheads. <laughs> so they. Uh, you might actually be mad at the Duffy brothers. No, no. Duffy's are great. So the Duff, what the Duffy's did is they said, do you have any uh, film of your childhood? And I said, my dad has a gazillion eight millimeters. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we will. Our production company will pay to get those converted. Oh, awesome. So they paid to get them converted to 
those huge ones? What are the the, the huge? Three quarter inch. Three quarter inch. Mm-hmm. And then they were kind enough to then they paid to then because so they needed three quarter inch. Yeah. They then paid as a thank you to my dad to get them converted to VHS. Oh wow! But I swear to God that we had them converted into DVD. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just go DVD? Uh, it, was it was a lot of years ago. Okay, so it was before that was common. Yes, and yeah. it probably cost. A, if, if it was possible, a gazillion dollars right. more. Uh, but I swear to God that we did. So I was like going through every oh, nostalgia box. But you had the VHS. And then I I found the big one. I have the three quarter. Oh, you have the three quarter. And oh. it's like, all right, I guess I'll convert it from three quarter to DVD. And then I found the VHS. But I probably should bring in the three quarter, right? Yeah, that's better. It's going to be better resolution, yeah. Yeah, because I do have those too. Anyway, I... It, what started is me just trying to find that turned into, <laughs> well, if I move this box here, move this, mm-hmm. oh, look, and now I, so it, it turned into a spring cleaning, and I found an old VHS of a Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer New Year's Eve special, <laughs> and I ended up texting Steve and said, look, look, what, look what survived five moves. Nice. Like that, like from- That you the, just taped it off television? Uh, no, no, they sold it. Oh, they sold it, okay. They sold it, but yeah. it was, um, but it still kept making the move, and, you know, the yeah. most recent move, VHS hasn't been- Oh, I have I have VHS tapes from high school. Like, I mean, you kind of what do you have to keep those unless you take take the time to convert them? To but what are you going to do with them? Are Nothing. you are you going to convert them? No. Or are you just going to let? Because I'm not either. There's boxes of stuff. Yeah, I have tapes of like The Simpsons that I taped off of oh, well, television. That. You know, yeah. which you don't need anymore. Well, just, you said from high school, I thought, or junior high school, or whatever. I I th- figured it was like you did something. Stuff. Yeah, like you did oh, something. I, I in have school that stuff or whatever. too. Yeah, like that you got it. Well, that you have to convert. There's no question. I think. I, yeah. Well, just is analogous to his. I also I, I meant like I have tapes like. That I bought. Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I used to buy, uh, like, because uh, I was into skateboarding, they would sell, each skateboard company would make these films that they would sell on VHS. And it was just the members of their team. It was just them skating <laughs> with music. And uh, it was super fun to watch. And uh, I still have those. Yeah. Would it be, let me ask you this, uh, Matt uh, and Elliot and Garen, you could certainly weigh in on this if you like. In fact, go across the house. I want everybody involved in this. <laughs> uh, would, uh, let's, let's say I've got a, um, it, it was a um, licensed Chicago concert. Yeah. Do you think I could bring that to this uh, conversion place and they would do that? Or is that mm-hmm. one of those things where they, they might not be allowed to? They yeah. might not be allowed like, to. When I was doing that kind of stuff, I definitely wouldn't do a copyrighted thing just on the off chance that somebody would come and say, Hey, you're, you're bootlegging stuff. Technically you are entitled to do it because you own it. Like if if you made your own copy because you had your own equipment, yeah. Then if somebody tried to take you to court for that, they'd lose because it's, it's, you bought it and it's yours. But if I'm a professional person who makes copies of stuff, it's 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 the kind of gray area that most places probably. I guess I do. could ask, right? I guess could, I guess when I bring in my home movies, yeah, I could if, say if uh, you went to a little indie shop, yeah, maybe more than likely do it. But if you go to like a Target, Target won't do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to Target. They won't do there's it. there's actually one that's uh, right, very very near my home. Same yeah. here. That uh, it might be the same company because I know that they have. Uh, it's like eight millimeter something. No, that no eight millimeters were. Uh, Hold on, let me. That's machine. Machine. You got you got a uh, situation, man. Oh. Oh, what? five minutes behind, but that was 15 minutes ago. Oh, well, uh, that's where we're at, right? You want to go outside? I'm looking at mine as well to see if... Uh, Should I look at my phone? Uh, yeah, look at your phone. But I, I'm looking only, uh, again, for the listener at home that thinks I'm being rude and looking at my phone during this, uh, there is, uh, our guest is not here. And, uh, yeah. I got 46 minutes. We've been going. Okay. Oh, you're looking at your phone? <laughs> 46 minutes. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. My, my phone has a random photo of a plant. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, let me just speaking of, of copying things, let's like, Elliot, you said that if you were per- professionally doing that, you wouldn't do something that was copyrighted. Right. But let's say that you had a friend with a VHS tape and you had all the equipment necessary to turn that VHS tape into a DVD. And uh, that friend's name was Jimmy Pardo and the tape was a, <laughs> a Chicago concert. Could you do that as a favor to a friend? I mean, sure. Because I think I'm assuming Elliot has all the equipment necessary to do this. I probably do. Oh, so I don't have to pay somebody for this? I mean, that's, you have that's to pay the, Elliot. Theoretical, <laughs> sure. It's not that much money, so like I, yeah. I think it's it, it, it's not well, it's not worth his or my time. Right. It, that's to, the thing is to that not go to the if, professional if, place. If I if I it's true. I do have a VHS deck that can hook to one of my computers, and I have done you know capture a VHS. I've probably done it for you before. Um, for something for like a reel or something or for Danielle. Maybe. It's certainly not th- an, a challenge to do that. No, no it just takes time. No. Like, and so it just you, takes time. if you have an hour and a half yeah. Chicago concert, well, first of all, it takes an hour and a half because you've got to capture the footage and it does it in, it's not like a digital thing. It does it in actual real time. Right. And then there's the conversion and the creation of the DVD. Um, although I don't know if I have a DVD burner anymore. Anyway, I do. Okay. Okay. Well, good. We'll bring that over there. <laughs> hey, look, it's, it's, that it's not that expensive to to have it done. It's only like yeah. twenty bucks for two right. hours. So, yeah. you know, if you bring in a stack, and then you also get a discount if you bring in a stack. I'm going to mm. bring in, I think, upwards of five. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like you're I looking at uh, maybe I've got seventy-five dollars. Yeah. Right. I've got a tape of the stuff I shot in high school in oh, my film definitely. and TV class that we wrote and filmed and stuff. Then bring that in. Yeah. I should do that. Bring it, bring, put it on my stack. I'm bringing it in. They're giving me a discount. I've already been told I'm getting a discount. Stack it up. I've talked to nobody. I'm making this <laughs> discount thing up. Also, I don't think five is a lot. I don't know. You. I don't yeah. think that's the... The discount that's the threshold. Yeah, I think you got to bring in... I think you got to bring in 10 or 20 to get the discount. Yeah. Mm. Well, heads up, the door is open. Garen, you have one effing job. Uh, nobody told me you Yakov, to get, get back wow. out there. Yakov, get back out there. Get back out there and, and put an outfit on that uh, doesn't have you working on the chain gang. I'm very worried about what Yakov's. Looks like he just got out of prison. Well, A very nice prison. Very nice. Garen, take your time. He's not from this country. <laughs> He did just graduate from, uh, he just got a degree at I'm going to call him the doctor as soon as he walks in. So maybe that's, maybe that's like prison, being uh, a student. That's true. At his age, certainly. Hmm. I mean, that complimentary. I don't know what the degree was, by the way. Was it in science? Because it looks like he's wearing a speed suit. I believe. In fact, I'm going to mention it the second I go again. All right, come on in, doctor. (laughs) He just got his doctorate. Oh, my God. In, I want to say, psychology? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Okay, yeah. That sounds familiar now. Right? Yeah. Global leadership, so... Okay, you could drop the accent. We don't need to, you know, have to do the character in here. You could just talk like a person. I know you're committed to it, and the people on Branson buy their shit, but you don't have to do that in here. You got it. He <laughs> plays along with it. Yakov uh, Smirnov has just joined us. He yeah. just just last week got his doctorate in psychology at Pepperdine. Yeah, uh, it's very exciting. We'll talk about that with him. Thank you. Uh, let's take a break. All right, the doctor is in. Uh, we're going to go around. He's already psychoanalyzing all of us. There's no doubt about it. I'm not shitting, Yakov. You keep that laugh up. You're out. <laughs> I do not like that. I love it. I love that Yakov Smirnov is here. Uh, all right, listen. Yakov Smirnov is here. We'll get more into that. We'll be right back at that. Hey, before we run away to ads, I wanted to, uh, Matt got some uh, exciting information as we were going to air. Yeah. And uh, we failed to mention it on the show, so we're inserting it now. Post-taping, we have a new update, a new total. This is the final total for Podcasts on 2019. And it's the final, that we're calling it the final because the, the final two auctions ended over the right. weekend. 
And but anything that we raise from this day on will go to next year's. Correct. Yeah. So this is okay. it. This is the this is the big total. We did. Here we go. End up breaking a record, which we already knew, I guess. But this is go it. Ahead. You were doing a drum. Yeah. Let's like hear that. the drum roll. The new total for Parkassathon 2019. Two hundred and seventy-four thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars and six cents. Here's the thing: I I had an idea. Shut up for a second. So that's what it would have sounded like if you had done that. <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. though, right? So that two hundred. I mean, I don't, actually, we came ten bucks shy of breaking two seventy-five. I'm going to call this two hundred seventy-five. I think that's fair. I uh, I think in, for press releases and stuff, we could certainly say last year we raised two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. I mean, that's if we great. sold one more download package between. God damn it! You deadbeats. <laughs> no, but I'm saying maybe we did. Oh, maybe we did. You know what? Let's call it that. Yeah, let's right. call it what did we miss it by? I didn't hear a word. Ten dollars, like nine dollars and ninety six cents. There's no doubt in my mind Bullseye that when the time that Smile Train let you know that number yeah. and we were talking about it, that we sold at least one more download. Let's hope, yeah. let's hope so. so yes, two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. And I will say again, you are welcome, children. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty exciting. So we can put that in the books. That's great. Pcat nineteen. Thank you to your listeners. Books. Thank you to the yeah. listeners. Yeah. Thank you to that. everyone who donated. That's you guys. Yeah. You, you got Thank us you. there. Uh, so we thank you guys for doing that. Also, uh, very quickly, Matt, before you uh, go up with ads or whatever happens, I don't have to pay attention to this part of the show. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, I know we have Denver coming up. Yes. But we also have a, uh, and you'll talk about that in the plugs, but we also are working on a live L.A. date for possibly uh, uh, mid to late summer. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, that'll happen. And uh, so we're looking forward to doing that. Yeah, you can keep your eye on uh, nevernotfunny.com. Just click the tour link and that's where that'll appear when yeah. it's all set. But yeah, uh, you'll hear it later. But Denver is August 25th, and the link for those tickets is already up. All right. In fact, I'm going to quickly look at my email to see if maybe I got an email about that. I did not. Okay. I did not. All right. All right. Best of luck to you guys. Now, this is the part of the show that I don't have an interest in. Uh, so uh, good luck to you guys. Here's a commercial. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at uh, the, the wall that's uh, missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earning comes in, Matt. Yeah, earning. Earning's there if you got a last uh, minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other, are you, are you at the... Wild animal vet? Yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people, I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Why are they, yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earning is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where Earning jumps in. Yes. Uh, Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like when I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind 
That's what they're saying. They say it like that? Yeah. I would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement. No, these these are people that, uh, you you know, when they're giving a testimonial, they're caught off guard. And then they're not comfortable in front of a microphone. These are not professional broadcasters. We are. They they sound stilted, but that's real. That's genuine. Thank you. Matt, again, it gives them peace of mind. (laughs) Uh, Hey, download Earning Today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's them know who said to you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max see earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolved bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey whether you have a small business or a big business we know that uh finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do well here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you thank you to our friends zip recruiter Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just Yeah, if you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people. We could, you know, get this thing off the ground. Get, so let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a... I, well, I don't know, like a graphic designer, maybe. I do. Okay. Well, wait, are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, what is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do two, three things. I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Good team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah, you went on. You've said, "Look, I'm looking for me- yeah. uh, metal, metal. What are the? What's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge. For. They forge the the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay, good uh, luck. Good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as BikeChain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life, that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Do not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2416, right? I, wow, yeah. you got it. 24th season, 16th episode. Wow. Almost 14 years, Yakov. Wow. Right? That's almost yeah. as long as you've been in this country. No, you've been, how long have you, how long have you been here in, this, in the colonies? I, and were you surprised there were more than 13? <laughs> yes, it's, it's, uh, it's impressive that you guys are doing this on a regular basis and creating happiness and laughter. It's fascinating. Oh, that's it's great. That's nice. Yeah. All right. I've been in America. Keep shitting on him and he's being positive. <laughs> I'm not shitting on him at all. You're yelling at him about being from another country. It's well, that's awkward. part of his bag. I, I'm not going to play into it. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. But how long have, and listen, I did a little research. Uh, yes. And I, of course, I follow, I know your career. Yeah. Because you were one of the guys that, and I'm not insulting you, you're older than me, but you're one of the guys that I would see on television, Johnny Carson and so on. Right. Uh, maybe Norm Crosby's, 
uh, comedy, comedy shop. shop. Were you on that? <laughs> yeah. You were on that. <laughs> it was probably one of my first shows wow. on on television. Yeah, it's still on the YouTube. You can watch it. Oh, it is. Yeah. Really? I used to uh, have a Russian outfit underneath my suit, and towards the end of the um, the bit, I tear it off and kind of pretending that I'm going to take my pants, which I did, and then I did the Kazatsky dance, uh, and that was the end of my... The big closing uh, yeah, chunk. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now, for those that don't know, I, of course, know all about the Russian uh, world, uh, the Kazatsky <laughs> dance, what is, that, what is that dance? It's when you have strong knees and you can kick... And you can't do it now. It looks like you're sitting in a chair, I, right? Yes, exactly. Could, I, I would probably not want to do it now. You would, uh, <laughs> yeah. As you've gotten older, your knees are not as strong as they not once were. Not as strong as they were. And uh, would people enjoy that or were they confused? Like, why is that happening when he should be telling jokes? Uh, I didn't care, really. Because <laughs> the response was good because I guess, you know, where it came from, um, I was started when I came to America. I didn't speak English, so I got a job as a bar boy at uh, Grossinger's Hotel in, right. in the Catskills. So every act at the, at there ended with some kind of a music number. Right, they didn't right, right. trust that comedy is good <laughs> enough, so they had to do some big thing with an orchestra and stuff. So I guess I picked it up there that if I sing Those Were the Days and Dance, no matter how bad my <laughs> set was, right. it will still be okay. Uh, who did you, so you're a bar, you're a bar boy at Grossinger's. Yes. Uh, who would come through? Like Alan oh, King? Who? Yeah, Alan King, uh, Shaki Green, okay. uh, Freddie Roman. Yeah, I, I had a school of comedy. I was learning English as I was uh, I'm trying to understand what this Chappaquiddick or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, that's not in my dictionary. Right. But then I would learn things like that that would uh, help me. Um, and uh, what year did you come here? In 77. 77. So the bicentennial just happened. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Jimmy Carter, I guess. No, yes. Jimmy Carter was 19, yeah, 76, 1980. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, Jimmy Carter was very important because he made a deal with the Soviets. Soviets ran out of wheat. They right. didn't have any food for people. So he said, well, we'll, sh we'll give you some wheat if you show some human rights. So so we were, my parents and I were basically exchanged for some tons of wheat. Really? <laughs> yeah, wow. so every time I see a Wonder Bread truck, I salute, you know. <laughs> right you do. Yeah. That's your flag. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and and where, so you moved to New York initially? New York first, yeah, New York, and then shortly after um, to Florida for, because everybody after working in the Catskills, when it gets cold, everybody was migrating to Florida. So I went there with a bunch of bartenders and, and bar boys and whatever, and we kept learning English, uh, went to University of Miami just for three months to learn English, and then, um, and then came to California and uh, stayed here since because, you know, I walked into a comedy store. I didn't know what the heck it was. And and Mitzi Shore, I did um, a potluck night, which, you know, five minutes. And I had a plan. You know, I, I came from New York for 15 Ten, 10 days, I had a ticket for 10 days to return, so I had a plan because someone introduced me to the producer of Three's company, I figure, 
that 10 days is big and long enough to become a star <laughs> and come back to New York and buy a, a Fifth Avenue apartment for my parents. Right. Everybody, it's an American dream, right? I heard about it. Sure, it happens in 10 days. Yeah, so I had this plan and day five, I was still, uh, nothing was happening. Nothing's happening, you're halfway through this plan and you're, yes, nothing's happening nothing. Yet. And then, so I appear on and that Sunday night at the comedy store, and um, I'm disappointed that the producer for Three's Company couldn't make it, so I'm going, this is not going well at all, and so then I <laughs> I walk out, kind of head down, sad, you know, and, and this um, uh, lady is running after me, and she said, congratulations, and I said, what, what's up? And she said, well, Mitzi liked you, and I had no idea who Mitzi was. Right. Mitzi Shore was the owner of the comedy store. And so she said, talk to her, you know. So I go sit down, and you probably heard Mitzi's accent, you know. It's like, she goes, you're pretty good. You should stay in Los Angeles. There is always place for good and different. And I'm, I have no idea who I'm talking to. Right. I'm at day five, it's <laughs> ending. Uh, and she said, come back tomorrow and see a regular show. So I come back tomorrow, day six, and um, uh, on stage first, Robin Williams, okay. followed by Billy Crystal, followed by um, uh, Richard Pryor, and I'm sitting there and I'm pinching myself, I'm going, I'm ahead of schedule. Right. I'm already here. Because you're better than those three out of the Well, my English wasn't. But. I mean, that's but, amazing. That's, that's how it started. Freaking yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was remarkable, and then and then I didn't have a place to live. I didn't have any money. It's a whole thing. And and Mitzi said, "Well, you know, I'll give you a job as a carpenter at the comedy store if you can you you can learn English and watch comedians, and you can live at this Crest Hill house that I have that you pay one hundred twenty dollars uh, a month, and you can stay there." So that's that was home and job over all of a sudden, and uh, and my roommates were Andrew Dice Clay, yeah. uh, you know Tom Wilson uh, and Argus Hamilton. I mean th those right. guys, and so I was learning English from Andrew Dice Clay. Is that a good call? <laughs> Well, I learned the nursery rhymes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> learned hickory dickory dock what rhymes with it. That's right. Uh, was he doing that nonsense? Uh, he, at, he, wasn't he was really doing that at first, was he? Yeah, not yeah. at first. No, he was doing impressions of uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, John Travolta, right. uh, Elvis. He would close his act. See, that's interesting that, that uh, I guess from the East Coast, you have to have like a singing number. Right to do this so he would come out in that big suit of Elvis and, and he was pretty good at this but then HBO uh, had that young comedian special with uh, Rodney Dangerfield yeah. and he introduced the Hickory Dickory uh, Duck and and the rest is history they just took off yeah yeah well, I remember when watching that special and there were that young comedian was yeah. him and I forget who was there was somebody else that was amazing on that special well, Keniston was on the special with me. What, year, what uh, so year were you on? I, oh gosh, 84. 84, so, uh -huh. you, and again, a young comedian's on HBO? Yeah. And it was you, Keniston? Keniston, uh, 
uh, Sam Bob Kennison. Nelson. Bob, Bob Nelson, Nelson, of course, is now a, 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 a Christian uh, comedian. Uh, right, right. And also, I th- Bob Saget was on that. On yours? Yeah, uh-huh. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, so that's how it also, for me, you, it exploded, too, you know, in some ways. But I, I saw you, and, and, and I, I want this to just be the compliment that it is, for you to be on a Young Comedian special in, in the 80s, yes. to me, you were already... A late seventies kind of guy. When were no, you on Johnny Carson? No, no, no. Am I getting 84, my eighty-four? Yeah. Oh, eighty-four. Okay, so my my, my math is off. Yeah, uh, Jim McCauley. Do you remember Jim McCauley? He was the gatekeeper for the Tonight right. Show. Uh, I tried to get on the Tonight Show for six years, and uh, and Macaulay kept coming back to the Comedy Store to see me. Mitzi would invite him to showcase some people, and he would say, "No, this is not going to work. He, Johnny's not going to like you." And and so, in year six, he came and said, "Let's just cut to the chase. You get on this show when the hell freezes over." Oh, he. Straight wow. to me, and I was like, "Oh wow, I, I better watch Weather Channel." <laughs> so yeah. I literally, I, I, so my, but my career was there. I was, I made a movie with Robin Williams, Mosque on the Hudson, small part, not you know, and but that kind of opened some doors. And then with Tom Hanks, Money Pit, also small part, but opened doors. Then I got the Miller Lite commercial that was pretty big. Mm-hmm. And Carson saw this commercial. The commercial was, in America, you can always find a party. In Russia, party always finds you, <laughs> right? So, and and uh, I remember I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, in the club there, and um, I get a message, call Mitzi. So I call her, and she goes, guess who called? Macaulay. He's, an ass- he's such an asshole. I'd want to tell him to shove it up your eyes, but Carson saw you. He wants you on the show right away. I think you should do it. And I, well, I, you know, I, of course, I was honored, and, and I did the show night before Thanksgiving. It was 30 million people watched it, right. and it was, like, really big, big for me. And you so, did stand-up the first time. First time stand-up, right. and then he called me over. Yeah, yeah and and I, uh, Jimmy Brogan, who is a great friend and comedian, yeah, yeah. and Jimmy was there, bef- you know, uh, and he said before I went on, he said, just in case he calls you over, uh, have a joke prepared because he won't have time. He, he, nobody pre-interviewed me for anything else. So I sat down and I said, Johnny, you know, you have things in America we never had in Russia. Like policemen have warning shots. <laughs> in Russia, they didn't shoot up in the air. They shoot you and that was warning for an next guy. <laughs> and he almost fell off the chair. Right. And, and so, and then we went to a commercial and Macaulay comes over and says, can you do a set like that in a couple of weeks from now? <laughs> I said, when the hell freezes over. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times did you end up doing the show? Seven times. Seven times. Wow. And you eventually, they just, you would just write the panel, correct? Or did, was it stand up oh, yeah, every time? Yeah, no, no. It was one time. One time was stand up. Oh, and then, one time, and uh, the yeah, rest was all panel. Yeah, panel, yeah. Well, that I mean, that, and that uh, uh, having done stand up on television as well, don't you like just going to panel? It's like, uh, you know what? There's two trains of thought. Uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld can 
go to panel every time, but he wants to let people know that he's got new material because when you're sitting telling stories, those are jokes that we already tried, most of them. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Most people don't see it because you're pre-interviewed and if you have a funny story, they'll set you up for it. Right. Uh, So it doesn't appear like it's stand-up, but it is. So So Jerry is smart to kind of keep that um, comedy, stand-up comedy is being his main right. bread and butter as opposed to just a personality. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So Also, Jerry doesn't know how to talk to people, so I think ah. that plays into that a little bit. Uh, unless he wants to walk in right now that I'm very pleasant and that he's a kind man. Uh, all right, Yakov Sornovich, sure. we're going to dig deeper into that because uh, you know you know I'm fascinated by that era oh my God, yeah. of stand-up comedy. Well, Tom Wilson was was on our show oh, yeah, was a, couple, he? a couple times, I think. And, oh, great. And, we, and t- just just the idea that you and Andrew. <laughs> Andrew's Clay and him were in an apartment together is fascinating. Oh. Like That should be a movie. Oh, it, it totally. <laughs> it's well, crazy. It yeah, really, it, it, I'll tell you a story. I was dating a girl ahead. that lived here in this neighborhood uh, and... Uh, and uh, you know we've been, and so Andrew like uh, is my coach for the relationship coach. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, yes, <laughs> he is saying you gotta you gotta buy her a gift. What are you doing? You gotta buy something. So we go uh, to a jewelry store and I buy her a gift, and 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 then I come back and show it to Tom Wilson, and he said this is an engagement ring. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and I go, oh, oh well, Andrew said that this is a good gift and and tom said andrew is not a representative of human race <laughs> so we had a lot of fun in that sure yeah. what'd you do with the ring you bring it back yeah 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 i took it back they accepted yeah, it back yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't yeah. work out yeah it didn't work out my roommate's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right let's check in with garen cockerel over there very quickly the pop calls will be for sponsored by dogpile.com uh garen how was your weekend anything of import happen Use your sound system. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. What happened? Oh, that's on Matt. Matt, uh, Garen, I apologize for. It's okay. Getting uh, I saw Booksmart. You saw Booksmart, and you love it like the rest of the world has. Yeah, it's super funny. It's Great. really good. Needs to get more eyes on it. You also saw the horror movie. Oh yeah, Brightburn. Brightbart or whatever is it? Brightbart, yeah. Is it Brightbart? That would that, that is a horror show. That is a horror show. Real life horror show. We don't know. Yeah, that was good. We, we don't know Yanka's political leanings. Let's be uh let's yeah. Let's be careful. Let's, we, we don't know what side this guy's on. He is he dressed might, in fatigue. He might be happy with what's happening considering his uh the leader got this guy in there. <laughs> we, we don't know what this guy's up to. I know he's also, he's also in Branson way too often. That's So there's a lot going on we don't know about Spurnoff. I do know this, not his real last name. That's so right. what else is he hiding? Hmm. Mm. Pronounce your uh, your your Pokis. Pokis? Mm-hmm. Yakov Pokis. Mm-hmm. But Smirnoff you chose because obviously the Americans could understand that's Russian. And remember, and there, there was some synergy with Yakov Smirnoff. Sound, right? Yeah. Sounds yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I, you know, I would walk around New York and I see America loves Smirnoff. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The billboard campaign already happening. So. <laughs> it's already happening. Uh, Gary, we'll get to you, back to you in a second. But something you brought up made me think... Uh, uh, wait a second. I forgot my own question because I had to be polite to him. Mm, you should, yeah, don't bother. Oh, shit. Waste of time. Have to do with the name there? Wait, hang on. Smirnoff name. Vodka? Oh, you know what it was? It was what? when you were telling the story. Hang on, Yaka. <laughs> it was the story you told about, about that ad campaign for Miller Lite where party yes. comes to you. Uh, that wasn't really... You, you've kind of been unfairly like 
made into a punchline because everybody's like, uh, you know, in this country, this yes. and that. That was yes. not really your act, though, right? It wasn't. I right. had maybe two or three jokes on that. Jay Leno kind of started that. In America, yeah, you know, in America, you drive a car. In Russia, a car drives you. Right. So it became kind of an easy joke for people to make. Some of them make sense, you know. Some of them <laughs> Totally dumb, <laughs> right? But uh, you know, I once in a while you hear one that does kind of go. You know, in America you rob a bank, in Russia bank robs you. You know that makes sense and mm -hmm. and it's kind of cute. But uh, it became yes, it became uh, they call it reversal jokes. And right. The, and in Wikipedia, I'm. I'm the originator of reversal jokes. But, and are, do you think you are the originator of well, it? Well, I, I guess I started it. I, you know, I, I don't remember any other people who did this, and it was kind of a, it took off. So, yeah, my kids also think that I should write a book, and I go, well, that would be like three-page book because <laughs> the rest of the jokes would not be funny to me. Right. So uh, Also, in Russia, a book writes you. So <laughs> there you go. We, see, we would add that joke. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. My pleasure. Tell the kids we got this thing covered. Uh, how many? you got two kids? Yes. And uh, one, uh, you went with a very creative Natasha. Natasha. For a yeah. Russian young lady. And yeah. then, uh, what's the gentleman? Alexander. 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 Also, kind of, my, my wife wanted... Uh, a uh, real American name for my for our daughter. Uh, she wanted to call her Brandy, and I said, "Brandy Smirnov, <laughs> why don't we just send her to a rehab daycare center?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so we called her Natasha, and Alexander was this close. I was talking to him yesterday. This close to be Boris. Boris Smirnov. Well, I was I was pushing for Boris and Natasha. <laughs> but didn't didn't the didn't wrinkle. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, let me ask you a question. So when you say it's Natasha Smirnoff, she does not have your. Did you officially change your oh, last name? Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I've been way longer Smirnoff than Pokies. Yes, oh. way longer. I I did pretty much right after I start performing. So yeah, it was nineteen probably seventy eight when I changed my wow. name and and. Who would remember Pokies? <laughs> yeah. Well, Yakov yeah. kind of stands yeah. out. Yakov stands out. So, true. Yeah. Uh, true. You could have just gone by Yakov and be like Cher or I, I could Adele. Have. Yes. I, but uh, I figure, why why waste the campaign money? You know, right? they're I already mean, doing it. It's already yeah. doing. It's in every store. Right. Why not? Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Uh, all right, so you you saw the was the horror movie any good? It was good. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> Boy. Get a little emotional about this. Yeah, I look choked up. When you mess with Superman, it just gets me right in the... Uh -huh. uh, it's good. It's fine. It's gory. Way gorier than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely straight up. But the book smart, you really uh, you really recommend. Yeah, super funny. Great cast. Okay. Yeah. What's what's Carrie Fisher's daughter's name? Billy Lord. Billy Lord. She is... <laughs> she's great in this movie. I yeah. didn't know she was in it. Yeah, she's got this... I didn't know she had a daughter part. that was in show business. Yeah, she's, she's in Star she, Wars. She's in the Star Wars movies. Like, like American Horror Story? She's done there. Come on. You're bringing up things that uh, you're going out of your way. Well, to, but that's more of like a tabloid story that you might have noticed like when Force Awakens came out that she's in it because her mom's in it. You know? I don't remember any of that. Why don't I? Yeah. She's like a almost a cameo. It's She's barely in it. I don't She's, she's, she's in the background. I got it. I understand what background means. I don't understand what background means. If I keep talking, will you acknowledge that you saw it? I, I saw it. I, I, don't, I don't remember her in it. I don't remember she any of the stories. Resistance. 
It's not gonna, you're not going to help me with any of this. She wore fatigues. Again, speaking of that, he might be in the resistance. I don't know what this outfit is. I don't know where he stands yeah. on the Facebook ads. We don't know anything about this son of a bitch. Again, he's hanging out with hillbillies of Branson and, he, and Russia. He's against this country. Could be. Well, I know, I know you got a lot of flags on your website, but uh, I think that's cover for some bullshit. I don't know what you're up to. Um, anything else over the weekend, Garen, or just these two movies? Just, that's it, really. I did a little reorganizing of the apartment some cleaning up what does that mean you alphabetized the dvds <clears throat> no just we had a bunch of junk laying around so we straightened it up and got how many roommates do you have these days three okay yeah, yeah one's a couch two in the other room that's one more than i knew about is, it, is it the third one a recent addition no he's been there for a few uh, months I don't know how so I you have that. a couple there right yeah there's a couple is that a man wife no two dudes two dudes so it's four dudes yeah all right, this is Yakov in the comedy store all over again. This is, uh, yeah. are they I mean, as funny Tice as... Clay's one of them. So he sleeps in a room and his sideburns are on the couch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got... Uh, yeah, Tice Clay's sideburns. Yeah, they, his sideburns are bananas these days. Yeah. Yeah. Literally bananas? Just got a couple of bananas on the side of his face? We got a professional. <laughs> we got a legend in Yakov Smirnov here to pull that bullshit. <laughs> that kind of crap joke? That's not going to fly. Not today. <laughs> Dice was great in oh, Stars Born. Uh, he, Dice is great in everything. Let's yeah. be fair to Dice Clay. Uh, you know, the only mistake he made was doing uh, arenas and, yeah. and <laughs> making those <laughs> frat boys not understand he's doing comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you um, do you, well, let's ask. Yeah, do, that's do, you, do you think that he got lost in the character at some point? A little bit, like he was uh, bought into his I, own myth. I, I think he embraced it. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to maintain that if you don't have it. Uh, people can see through it. So I, I so think that was part of him. Yeah, the part of that, yeah. So okay. I think, yeah. But then you see him in like Lady Gaga, with Lady Gaga, yeah. and he's a great actor. Great so actor. you can see how he can pull it off. Right. Um, as a character, but but he had to have some of that in him to mm-hmm. be able to do it. With, with me, we always had a great, and still do have a great relationship, very, he cracks me up, he would just, and he plays a different part with me somehow, I don't know why, but he would just, you know, he would come, um, and I was dating this girl that lived on Moore Park, and, and she would come over there and, you know, I would try to have some private time with her and he would not want to leave. He's, you know, and he would just sit there and I go, Andrew, can you see that this might be? He said, so you want me to go downstairs and be all by myself and be, and he would just play this, right. fine, be that way. Your best friend and you just gonna, just because there's a chick here, you're just gonna go and, and do whatever you do and I'm gonna be alone eating stuff, getting fat. I mean, just kept going and, right. and I couldn't stop laughing. And he, every time we talk on the phone now, it's from the moment like, hey, yeah, how you doing? You know, and it's like, I just crack up. Right. So, so there is a very um, uh, wonderful, in my opinion, uh, relationship there that that creates that laughter yeah. there is that uh, reciprocity and complementary opposite he sees me as this smart guy who is you know came to this country and you know and he sees himself hey well, you know I'm, I'm a hoodlum guy from Brooklyn what do you want from me you know and and then I would go to his 
play or his house where where it was just that act was right there at the dinner table with the parents that stubbing each other with the fork for a piece of chicken i mean this was like and and yelling at each other this what what you know and it it, it's a real the real thing so that was part of him yeah I, I I could buy that. <laughs> it seems seems legit. Again, when I saw the one time I saw at the Beverly Center, and he was in full costume. Yeah, and he's just shopping. He's in a tank top and yeah. leather gloves, and <laughs> buying a jacket. Like, what are you doing? Uh, what? Uh, do you keep in touch with Tom Wilson as well? Not as much. I uh, we we kind of yeah. I saw him maybe five years ago oh, last time, but I haven't yeah I haven't talked to him in a while. All right. Your thoughts on that? <laughs> Not Nothing? Yeah. Uh, all right, Garen, anything else? Or is that... Uh, That's pretty much it. That's it, huh? Yeah. All right, we're getting excited. Barnes & Noble, everything's going okay over there? It's great. So saw that great. You, you tweeted out about a Randy Travis. Ella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a book out, like a biography, and I just asked if he mentioned your love of his album. I would imagine it's got to be a full chapter in there, right? <laughs> For sure. My, you know, you got a big celebrity like Jimmy Pardo. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you were the number two album... How does that not make the book? I mean, I think it may have led him into a spiral, not knowing that he didn't make number one. Oh, That's wonderful. Well, Don yeah. Dixon feels better for it. So, <laughs> You didn't see Aladdin? I'm surprised you didn't go see Aladdin. I almost went last night. Yeah. But, great, uh, great movie. Did you guess? Wait, you some, saw Aladdin? Yeah. And your review is great movie. Yeah. But you don't understand the language. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you see it? Yeah. You're a doctor. No, but wait. I haven't I, seen it. I don't know. Am, am, am I allowed to like something <laughs> Disney produces? Right? Yeah. It, I liked it. Oh, you saw it? I did see it, yeah. I thought it was great. You liked it? You liked it. I mean, I love I love the original. It's one of my favorite yeah. Disney movies. All right. I didn't it's see it. You're off my ass, both of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not on your ass. I'm just telling you how I feel. He's on my ass. And well, again, I think it's really no, trying to no, infiltrate. No, he's no, he's no. standing up for himself because you won't let him voice an opinion. <laughs> no, but it's an interesting version of Disney evolution of where, you know, where the society is. They just yeah. spin it the way they need to to stay in you know, in yeah. in time with times, and and it's different than what the original version is, but it's greatly produced, and yeah. emotions are there, and the music is great. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I'd say definitely thumbs up. Well, here's the full full disclosure. On Friday, I said to my wife Danielle and my son Oliver, who's 11. I said, uh, hey, let's start the Memorial Day weekend off right. Let's go see a movie tonight. Uh, what do you guys think about Aladdin? And I was shut down on that. Really? I was shot down. So we ended up Why? seeing... Why? I think my son's at an age where maybe he thinks he's too old for it, even though he's not. Yeah. And my wife has no interest. So mm. uh, it sounds like I might have to go see this thing alone. Or borrow a neighbor's family. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I wanted to see it. We ended up seeing The Hustle, uh-huh. uh, which we enjoyed as well. It was, yeah, it was uh, there's, there's a lot of laughs in that. Yeah. What's the it's mainly that? them. Yeah, two. it's uh, Anne oh. Hathaway, River Wilson. Oh, wait, is that a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? So much so that my son is furious. Oh. Dad, it's shot for shot. What? <laughs> it, it's shot for <laughs> shot. It, really? It's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's, uh, instead of the wheelchair, she's blind. And it's like, even the lines are dead. It's the same thing. I didn't even know you I wonder like where your son got this. <laughs> his mo- obviously, his mother, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really are a doctor of psychology. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a certificate. It took him 20 minutes to break you down. <laughs> yeah, well, this guy knew me in a second. He's walking in. He doesn't have to. Uh... Anyway, I, want, I wanted to see Aladdin. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, although I enjoyed the hustle as well. Cool. Uh, yeah, that 
looked fun. Yeah, it's fun. It, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I enjoyed it and it was fun. Would you agree with that? Yes. Movie? I'm surprised that Oliver's seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That's kind of a, a little bit off. I mean, it's, it's there's it nothing. There's nothing that a kid can't see. Yeah. No, no. I, I just mean that it wasn't. It's not like such a classic that people I go out of their way to see. I think he was on a Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And then he, so that was another Steve Martin. Yeah. Or maybe he was on a Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a big Michael Caine kick. You know, eleven-year-olds love Michael Caine. Oh, father, when are we going to watch uh, Jaws Death 4? Trap? Jaws, Jaws Four. Rope. Uh, he, uh, yeah, we. You know what we watched yesterday? Uh, Laugh like idiots was this is Spinal Tap. Oh boy, we watched that. And, was that the first time you had seen it? No, second time. Okay. Uh, but he was laughing at it like. I said, Oliver, you've seen this before, right? And he's like, yeah, but he still was laughing. And so. watching him laugh at the same things that I yeah. laughed at yeah. was a joy. And, yeah. and Rob Reiner is just flawless. And the guy that plays their tour manager, their manager, uh, he's an is. English guy, who, I, I, blonde-haired guy. Who's, hmm. he's, he, but he is, he's the perfect straight man mm-hmm. for the, the idiots in Spinal Tap. Yeah. yeah, and uh, he's like the unsung hero. He's almost like Kevin Dunn in Veep, where... All that nonsense yeah. is going on, but you need that one steady. Yeah. Anyway, we watched That's that cool. yesterday. And, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out why your son would be not for going to say a lot. I'm just curious. <laughs> what, I, what's I, your... I, again, I think it's because he's 11 and he thinks he has outgrown it. it. seems like a Outgrown a like movie. a love story, like a... Yaakov, no. I'm on your side on this. <laughs> he, I think he's, he thinks it's a maybe a children's no, movie. Okay, got and it. So he's okay, like, got it. Yeah, that's, that's my guess. Oh, right. it's not children's movie, boy. It's not. Yeah, it's my my seven year old was scared. Oh, <laughs> it's a little scary, you know, for a seven year old. Yeah, but 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 in terms of adult, it's it's a great exposition of where America is, where it's going, all of oh. those things metaphorically, mm-hmm. and I find it to be fascinating. Yeah, so I I loved it, and and they wrap it, gift wrap it in this amazing production, mm-hmm. you know. So and so it kind of like communism all over again, you know. They sneak that in, mm-hmm. and it's Disney, so of course it's it's nice and good, and everything is wonderful. But then you go, why does it need to? Why does the story changes the way they need to change it? Did mm-hmm. you have any of that? Well, yeah, the the. They they made Jasmine a lot stronger and more proactive than in the original because it, you know it, it, like you said the times are such that uh, a female lead needs to be a little more uh, assertive and and mm-hmm. not just uh, be reacting to everything. Uh, I felt like that was slightly shoehorned in in certain moments, <laughs> but but songs are great. But the songs are great. Yeah, the the. Haskin Paul, who who wrote Dear Evan Hansen and Greatest Showman, songs from those movies, mm-hmm. uh, from those shows, they did the new songs, and they're really good. Yeah. yeah. I, again, I wanted to see it, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Got, I got that two deadbeats at my house that <laughs> were against joy and fun. Yeah. That reminds me, did you guys watch the, the live CBS stuff? The, oh, the yes. Did you watch that, Yakov? Oh. No, I, I don't the, watch television. Uh, was it oh, wasn't ABC? What do you mean you don't watch television? I, ABC. Yeah, it was ABC. Yeah, sorry. I don't watch. I haven't watched TV in probably 10 years <laughs> what does what, what do you do <laughs> I, I, to see whatever i need whatever i need to see is on the internet it's a doctorate so I yeah, yeah i know you got my doctorate busy i i find to be um i i feel you need to be removed from 
pop culture to be able to have clear mind hmm. of what's going on because otherwise you're in not another form of propaganda whether it's commercials whether it's whatever uh, is popular and people get sucked in they don't have time to have their own opinions it's blocked there is no room i don't disagree with that but how, but how do you uh you unplug it <laughs> I, I, I understand that part of it. Put it in the garage. But but like a show like this where we kind of have to know about popular culture. God bless you. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm not against that. I'm right. just saying for me to be able to bring some something to that that is not everybody is aware of or whatever. Uh, it, it's for me. It's like freedom that I didn't have when I was growing up. There was two channels, Channel 1 Propaganda, Channel 2 KGB Officer tells you to turn back to Channel 1, <laughs> right? So it wasn't, it wasn't, there was no choice, yeah. and I grew up with it, and I, I starved for that, and, and uh, made a major, con you know, by coming to America, I mean, it, it had to be, a major decision in life to to say I'm going to leave all my friends, all my career, uh, everything there because I want that freedom. I want to be able to think for myself and not the Communist Party thinking for me. Mm -hmm. So that's a big you know decision in life. So when I see this. Um, dogma some kind of coming through television or whatever it's coming from i block it i don't want it mm -hmm. all right uh, yeah it's, I it's think that's great. <laughs> I'm being judged because I didn't see Aladdin. No. Mad for having a TV. <laughs> Can't win with this guy. He's trying to fit in with this Ruski. This guy comes over. He's taking jobs from Americans. What uh, have you? And this is the obvious question. How often do you get back to Russia? Do you get back? To I actually, all? I I go back. Yes, uh, I married a, a girl from Ukraine. Oh, okay. Um, it was my second marriage. First was with an American. And uh, with uh, and uh, this is just a wonderful uh, young lady who I just I'm, it's my soulmate. So I do go back to see her parents, and we we go back together, and it's uh, it's it's changed dramatically since you know I grew up there mm -hmm. because main change is that there is no food shortage. I mean, we we didn't have we stood in line for food. I mean, on a daily basis. It's hard to imagine. Now, it's uh, there's plenty. There's McDonald's. There's Wendy's. They tried to bring Taco Bell, but Putin didn't like the slogan, run for the border. So that would be a bad thing. So, But, but a lot of changes. Um, still, their society, it's interesting when you c compare the Americans and and the uh, Russians or the post-Soviet uh, Union uh, countries, they are still, they're used to being told what to do. They're being, and, and they're comfortable with that. That's why Putin is successful in getting reelected, et cetera, because they want that strong arm like the czars used to be. Mm -hmm. Americans are different. We, it, they chose to leave their homes, to come to left everything behind because their spirit is so much stronger. And um, it's like a select group of people from around the world that are saying, screw this, they're not letting us worship, they're not letting us talk, we're gonna go to where they do. Mm -hmm. and, and so 
I, I had those conversations, President Reagan, we would talk about this, right. uh, how, imp how important it is that, that Americans have this opportunity to let people who are seeking freedom to have it. And, and those are the people, I, I know I have two cousins who came to the United States, visited for two weeks, went back, said, no, it's too hard. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. There, they pay us, they give us, and we don't have to really do much. Oh, they so just, it was too hard here. Too hard yeah, here. too hard Interesting. here. Interesting. I see. And went back, and still wow. there. Uh -huh. And they, and they, they obviously, they prefer, obviously, you just said, they prefer that. They prefer that. Yeah. They, they have a pension, which is like $50 a month, and they live on that, which I don't know how, but, but the other thing was too scary <laughs> to go in mm -hmm. and do that. I could see that. So, I, so I could yeah. if you're used to a certain way. Yeah. Uh, but you uh, have you performed back there? I did. Uh, first, I did the Showtime special in 1990, and I did perform there. Um, and first, when I got a call from Showtime, they said, we'd like you to go to Russia. And I said, what did they do to you? <laughs> and they said, well, the Berlin Wall is down. I said, yeah, but what if you're just remodeling? I mean, this, <laughs> and so, but but I took a risk and I was really nervous. You going, were? Oh, big time, okay. yeah, because when we were leaving, uh, they wanted to make sure that everybody knew that we're traders, that we're uh, uh, spitting into a face of mother country that gave us education and gave us work and blah, blah, blah. And so th the reason they did that, they needed wheat. So Carter was kind of saying, hey, you gotta let them go, somebody. But very few would willing to take that. Yeah, ah. would, would take that leap because what they did, it was, it was bizarre. The, first of all, they would say, um, if young person wants to leave, which I was at that time, 25, so they need to take their parents with them. The reason they were doing that because most parents would not want to go. Ah, so, so it was, so it was yeah, it was the way that my dad happened to be for that since I was a little kid. He was like, let's get out of here. My mom was nervous. She didn't want to go. Okay, She was scared. And so when I kind of started working on the cruise ship, I called it the Love Barge, and I met a lot of American people there, and they were they were so much happier. They were, you could feel that sense of freedom in their soul, and I, I never seen it. And so I, I came home and I said, Mom, Dad, we need to go to America, and my dad was, yes. <laughs> so, so we applied, took us a year and a half to, to get, and they made you jump for hoops. You had to go to every place you ever worked and get a letter of recommendation. And the propaganda machine kept saying, these people are traitors, they should be shot, they should be, what I mean, they, so, so your friends would cross the street to not, not to be seen with you. Wow. The, yeah. the, there are only like five people came to say goodbye because, and they were like closest family. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was shocking how brutal they did all of that. But but everybody I, to me, I'm confused by that because the premise was that Russia or Soviet Union yes. at the time is in uh, an agreement with America. We're exchanging oddly human beings for wheat. Why didn't they understand that it, you were doing it for the good of the country in a way? 
Which country? For for Soviet Union. Like, no, hey, hey if no, you leave, no. we get wheat. They were still getting wheat because they're a few crazy, but they didn't want to open the floodgates. I see. Okay. They didn't want everybody to go. They wanted to get out, you know, so, so they were willing to do this. Whoever had enough uh, strength and conviction and, and belief that they can survive okay. and make it. So you were, you were weak. You were a traitor. Right. Gotcha. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. And how many people, uh, when you moved to America, how many people came, like how many, what? what I think what there's probably it? over like 10 year period, maybe a hundred thousand. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But were you at the beginning of that wave? Like, probably middle. Okay. I had a friend who immigrated and she kept writing me letters saying, you know, if you move, if you choose to come, you have to forget being a comedian. Because in America, they have people like Donnie and Marie Osmonds, and they their show is so, and at that time, it was very popular in the Russian community show, and people were just like glued to a TV during that. So she was like saying, this is, you know, that's the way uh, America is, and you would never reach that level. So you have to learn how to drive a cab. You have to learn how, you know, that was, and I'm like, going, oh, I don't know. I got to trust my gut. I, right. I will really, you know, and and I make that leap. And, and then when I came, uh, she was like saying, well, you're going to live in, in Queens where the Russian community, I just said, no, I want to leave away right. from Russian community. And I, I, I want to live in Manhattan. And she goes, the only people who live in Manhattan are bankers and bank robbers. <laughs> I said, well, I, I want to be one of them. Whatever it is, I'll go. And uh, so I kind of isolated myself. found a place in Washington Heights in um, up, uh, uptown New York for $120 a month. And uh, that's how we started our life here. Wow! And, and when did so? And then you, you eventually moved out here. And your parents are, are they still with us? Yeah, no, they passed. But they Mitzi gave my dad also a job uh, to help out with carpenting. He was a, a biz, uh, He was a um, yeah, the civic engineer in Russia. So so he worked for a little bit. And uh, they moved to, to L.A. and had a wonderful life. I mean, it, it, you see, this is so weird that people don't know this. But the retirement age in the Soviet Union was 65. Average lifespan, and I'm making this up, 62. Wow. My parents lived through their late, late 80s. Mm. So you can't tell me that this is not a better place to, to be. <laughs> right. You know, and they had a great life. I took them on the cruises around the world. I mean, they, they've been invited to the White House and they met the president and the first lady. I mean, it was just, they were very proud. So, of course, that you, you, you lived, you literally lived the American dream and currently living. You mentioned the presidents. I know that uh, you mentioned Reagan and you had a relationship with him. Did you have relationships yeah. with other presidents or just a chance to meet and maybe perform uh, for them? More perform like uh, uh, George Bush Sr. I performed for the White House. Uh, uh, George Bush Jr. Uh, I performed. He was flying through Branson and there was some rally. And so I performed for him there. But yeah. Um, I didn't have a relationship with them. Okay. I I uh, I had a conversation with uh, George Bush uh, Jr. when he was 
uh, just working uh, behind the scenes in the White House. And uh, I remember doing a show for uh, the senior, uh, and, and Junior called me next day into his office and said, were you reading this? I mean, it was like a 45-minute set. And he, I was going, no, it's just my show. Right. And he goes, can you teach that charisma to my dad? <laughs> Swear. Yeah, I said, I don't know if I'm qualified to do that. It's just you got it and you got or you, it. Or you don't. Yeah. And he did not. No. <laughs> uh, he was a nice man by all yeah. accounts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jakob is here. Uh, let's check in with... Uh, we'll take a quick break, maybe. You want to take it now? Yeah. Okay, let's take another break. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Yakov Smirnoff is on Twitter at Yakov underscore Smirnoff. He uh, can also be found online at Yakov.com, Y-A-K-O-V.com. That's where you can find dates uh, for his stand-up and uh, other stuff he's doing. So check it out. Uh, super interesting guy. And uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he's going to be doing uh, next because uh, he has a lot of interesting stuff to say. Jimmy Pardo is going to be saying interesting stuff in Minneapolis on this weekend, May 31st. <laughs> Funny. He's going to be saying funny stuff, at least. Uh, May 31st and June 1st, that's this weekend at Acme in Minneapolis. And then after that, the next date on the books is the Bug Theater in Denver, Colorado. That's August 25th. Matinee show, 3 p.m. show for that. So go to nevernotfunny.com and click the tour link if you want to buy tickets to that show. And uh, like we said earlier on the program, there may be a summer, midsummer or late summer date in Los Angeles coming up. But we will tell you all about that as soon as it's locked in. Uh, but that's about it. Go to nevernotfunny.com for all your tour stuff. Click the tour link there. Or for Jimmy, go to jimmyparto.com. Click his tour link and enjoy. Uh, listen, this is, you, you know this, uh, Belknap and, and Hochberg and myself, we love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, hey, this is good stuff. Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah. It's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, it, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here together. to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's get them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm-hmm. filet mignon. Mm-hmm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Yeah, they got all this, all I sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code pardo50 at factormeals.com slash pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. 
Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, that's, not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's a, When you go on and on about Shopify, you sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. A, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as much uh, as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2416. Yakov Smirnoff is here. He's taking time away from entertaining the hillbillies and the Ruskies. Uh, how did you... Um, I never I never thought of it that way. Well, that's what you're doing. And you're, thank you, uh, thank you. You're for enlightening me. Yeah, I now figured out my career. Yeah, yeah Ruskies and then hillbillies. Then there you go. And I know you portray yourself as this positive energy guy, but you're ruining this country single-handedly. I want you to know that. I, I, I will do my best. <laughs> I will do my best to protect it, yes. Well, I know, of course. And I know that you're a comedian long enough that I don't fuck it around. Elliot, I'll check in with you in a second. But And if I'm stepping on I know you had a question for you. That's right. Go ahead. You know what? Just ask it so that I don't step on it. All right. The councilman is here. By the way, I will tell you this. On the way here today, this is how dumb I am. On the way in, I went, well, I got a new nickname for Elliot, the councilman. I'm going to call him the councilman. That's going to be my new nickname for Elliot. Mm-hmm. And I come in and it's on his board already. Because you did I, it. Because I called him that last episode. <laughs> yeah. But I literally on the drive here go, I got it. I, the place is going to go bananas when I say it. I it's didn't called, remember that. He did. It's did. called propaganda. This is what he's been uh, subtly. Oh, he's subtly, subtly getting, getting gaslighting you. you. He accepted Absolutely. you. Yeah. And then you think it was your idea. Well, that's what, yeah. that's what you do with the boss. Yeah, you try that's to communism all over again. <laughs> it is a little... Uh, Okay. Uh, all right, what's your question? First of all, how are you? I'm doing great. All right. Any, uh, how's the election coming? Uh, he is. He's running uh, for to be part of the Palms, California. Neighborhood Council. Neighborhood Council. Nice. So, so like he's, a, uh, you. And the election is next weekend. Yep. It's a, it's a week from yesterday. From two oh, days so, ago. It's the, so it's this weekend. It's this coming Sunday. The 2nd of June. Correct. All right. My wife and I have already, uh, we're planning on coming over to vote. Fantastic. And uh, uh, I might be, I might be nearby. Uh, there's a limit. I can't, uh, 
you can't do electioneering, I believe is the term. Right. Uh, within, I think it's 100 feet. They're going to have signs they're going to show. So Right. I know exactly where not to uh, see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's going to be uh, perfect. That's I, why you're going, to make sure you don't see Elliot. Yeah, I, I know that <laughs> it's, it's a safe zone. I got that little safe zone. Yeah. <laughs> There's no risk of running into you. So perfect. Yep. yep. Uh, I, I mean, except when I vote. And you know, if it means voting for you, uh, so be it. If I can be in comfort. Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, uh, But I may be canvassing oh. uh, because uh, I have... Um, uh, made friends with there's this there's this slate of candidates. Uh, the vice president from the last uh, board is running, and she had the idea to have a bunch of people who you know she could get along with, and so mm-hmm. they're all sort of running together. How's the polling going? Are you doing well in the polls? I I don't know that there are polls. There's no Palms polls. I don't think there are Palms polls now. Are those Polish Polish people? Yeah, those are Polish people. They might yeah. be voting. People yes. living in Palms. Very polls. powerful voting block. <laughs> Very powerful. There are a, lot, a lot of them. The right. Parva polls, Palm yeah. Palm polls. It's, it's it's the east side of Palms. So it's the eastern mm. block. Oh boy. Don't get, don't get our guests started. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, so I may be going door to door. There's one. There's one person who's very good at doing that. I'm. Ba- I, I'm sure you can imagine. I've been telling people I'm more engineer than salesman. Uh, it's very hard for me to like. If you're walking and you at any moment look away from me when you see me coming towards you, yep. then I'm. I will stop. I. I can't. You will not do the. Uh, hey, I'm. Yeah, but but. Uh, Kay is her name. She's very good at that. She's. But she's I'll like, say this about you and Matt. Uh, back this up. Whenever we have to do meetings and stuff at various venues around town or whatever, you're very good at that. I'm really great yeah. at representing other people. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you're horrible. <laughs> it's it's much easier when you have a thing where you're like you're trying to facilitate something else rather right. than yeah. selling yourself. Right. I got it. It's it's, it's harder. But I mean, you know, I, we did a uh, there was a meet and greet they did on Friday, and they mm-hmm. were n- kind enough to invite me to join them. I'm not on their slate, but they're kind of embraced. They me. hate the other guy so much <laughs> that well, they're embracing you as part of their party. I think. Well, they don't have a, a business rep on their slate, so they could. You know, whatever. Oh. And the other two folks who are running, I haven't seen one of them at all. And the other guys only come to one uh, business committee meeting. So what if you lose? Oh, man. That you would know be... these guys are not even uh, particip- one not even participating. One of them's I, a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lose well, ghost. it's it's there are two positions and there are three people running, so my odds are a little bit better that way. Oh, there's two positions. Oh yeah. my god! So you have oh, a sixty six percent chance. Of I, if, if I do, if I do look, here's the thing. I am I I am kind of campaigning now because there's a bunch of activity and I I do have to compete but I'm I still if I win great and if I don't okay I mean it's not it's not def- it doesn't define it's me it's a disaster <laughs> it's, the sense, it's the worst thing to have sounds in your unlosable. it seems like there's no way you could lose with yeah, this if you lose Elliot it's just on to the next race right there you go <laughs> there we go Beto right. O'Rourke this thing yeah. there you go you lose then run for president <laughs> that, that <laughs> make, make the jump <laughs> yeah that's what we're looking for another another candidate yeah, we need yeah. more have to we be do. a democrat I bring in more white dudes that's a good call <laughs> yeah there's not enough facial hair in that so I think I've got that that vote oh that's true yeah a lot of not facial hair. Uh, all right, what's your question for Dr. Smirnoff? So um, we talked a little bit about it in the break, but he, he said, hey, ask this. Uh, so about 15 years ago, I was in Berlin. Uh, I traveled for a week and a half in, in, in Germany. And uh, I met somebody who grew up under the East German uh, regime when the wall was still there. And one of the things she said, and what I wondered whether um, Yakov had friends who commented about this. Um, so they, they basically just, like, the government just fell apart and they didn't know what to do. But 
what she said was she couldn't even necessarily handle going to the grocery store. When you're in, when you're under communism and you go to the store, yeah, there might be a line or whatever, but when you get there, if you want tomatoes, you get tomatoes. There's a can of tomatoes. There's one kind of tomatoes. When you have Western uh, capitalism system, there's 15 different kinds of tomatoes and you, you would just kind of freeze up and just like leave the grocery store ah. because you wouldn't know hmm. like why you should pick this over that. Mm-hmm. Is the cheap one bad? I, I and, and just not even want to deal with it. So I just wondered, uh, what's your experience with that? What what did your friends say? That's and off the air, you claim this to be a good question. <laughs> so I'll take you gonna, your word gonna, on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just serve that up and you do what you, uh, you want to do with it. I think it's a great question. The doctor um, is in. <laughs> it's totally it's totally accurate. Totally accurate. We The choices that we had after you're standing in line for, let's say, shoes for an hour or an hour and a half, you have two choices. Brown shoes, or what's wrong with brown shoes? <laughs> Pretty much it, right. yeah? And uh, that's what, when you condition to that, and you that's all you know, you get used to that. And when my parents came here with me, and my mom was depressed for, for a while, kind of going, I used to have a role. I used to go to get bread a couple of hours, Milk, couple of hours, um, meat, if we can get it, you know, toilet paper. And now I go in the supermarket and I get everything that I need for a week in a half an hour. Right. She said, what am I going to do? And, uh, you know, I, I said, well... There are places like DNV that you can go <laughs> and just stand in line for a while, you know, if you need to feel that way. But that's kind of what, when you grow up with it and you don't know any better, that's, that's what normal. Yeah. Wow. So, it, it, and was it overwhelming for you? It, I mean, obviously you're it not. It was. But 25 was. years old? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I remember one of the first things um, that you know, when we were coming to America, we were on the way, and a first stop was on train from where we were leaving to Vienna, and then we had to change um, the planes. But we stayed there for two nights in Vienna, and I remember going for a walk with my mom and dad at evening time. We just got it's the first free place that we ever been right. you know and we stopped and there was a, a meat store meat and there was like fresh meat laying uh on the display in the window and my mom starts crying and i said mom what's up and, and she goes i never seen fresh meat oh. because the policy was uh in soviet union that they freeze the meat uh, for the war, and and so in the reserves, they had a lot of uh, uh, stuff because they wanted to survive nuclear war, whatever. So they would put that for a year into the fr- freezing, uh, and then ship it to the stores. Mm. So we only saw blue meat, and here all of a sudden it was just fresh meat, yeah. and she never seen it before. Wow. I mean, that's something we will never... What you don't know, though, Yakov, is that Jimmy is nauseated by the sight of fresh meat. (laughs) For him, it's maybe kind of like a paradise for you to be in Russia. Sounds like I got to move to Russia in in the 70s. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, I'm in. I'll, I'll time travel. Have it I'll listen to the Scorpions. Whatever needs to happen. Oh, they, they still they have. They still have blue meat. Oh, they there. do. Oh, yeah, yeah. You okay. can find that. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I could also do a penis joke. Now listen, I chose not to. Chose not to, Yaakov. Okay, okay, out of respect okay, for you okay, and your kind. You. That's <laughs> what. Um, uh, all right. Anything else, Elliot? Or uh, uh, by the way, when you were not in the room, uh, Yaakov was busting my balls by saying, "Hey, uh, Elliot's got a good question. If you allow him to talk." <laughs> and, uh, I said, "Look around, my face. It's my name in my face. I call the shots when these people talk." Um, Stalin said that too. By the way, oh, did he? <laughs> Well, listen, we all get things accomplished. <laughs> Just use, use our power in certain ways. What? Uh, let me ask you this. What? Uh, how does Branson happen? I've been busting your balls about it. Oh, but, boy. But how do, how, how do you and Jim Stafford decide to go there and start that? Well. Like you were in early on Branson, were you not? Yeah, 93 when I went there. Well, here's what happened. Um. I was doing pretty well uh, in in the 80s, right? So my uh, gigs in Vegas, Atlantic City, Reno, Tahoe, I was living high on the hog. American dream was happening. I wasn't planning to wake up from that dream. It was all good. And then this pesky politicians decided to take down the Berlin Wall no warning no warning for me for you right no not like like no hey yeah look look for some other opportunity look for exit (laughs) strategy did not read the writing on the wall at all right (laughs) and then the soviet union collapses 91 and david letterman had a top 10 list on the night of the collapse and i made number one on the list yakov smirnov will be out of work oh shit I I thought it was kind of humorous. I'm thinking, well, I'm still funny. It's not like, but no, all of my contracts, I'm not exaggerating. In Vegas, Atlantic City, Reno, and Tahoe were not renewed. What the F? And I'm living in two and a half million dollar home in Pacific Palisades. And I, two little kids, like, and no income. I mean, literally, I start doing clubs, but even there, I can't sell tickets. And- but 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 to, to argue and agree please with your do. point, please do. It you're still you're still funny. Yeah. So uh, walk me through this, because I, I, okay. I my brain can't grasp this. Okay, okay, okay. When uh, the the best probably example, uh, uh, do you remember it? there was a, the guy named Van Van Meter? Van Meter. He did the impression of JFK. JFK. And the moment JFK was shot. There was no more Von Meter. Right. Gone. But that one I understand. Okay. You okay. I don't it's understand. It's an extreme example. But <laughs> okay. let me tell you what I, as a psychology major, I have figured it out I finally. It, right? <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. What happens is this. We meet the audience's needs. Uh, people who are listening to this podcast, there is a, they have a need for some humor, for some intelligent conversation, for some questions from the left, the right, whatever. And you provide that need. You meet their need. That's why they're tuning in. Okay. You stop meeting that need and start talking about Mway, they're not going to tune in. Right. They're going to tune out. I was meeting America's need. Uh, the The Soviet Union was scary, right? And it was Brezhnev with the one eyebrow and Khrushchev with the shoe banging on the on the uh, you know United Nations on the podium saying we will bury you. And this was real. Uh, I, I think hundred million people watched 
uh, the night, uh, the, what is it, the day after, uh, the show that uh, yeah. was like a miniseries TV where movie, yeah. TV movie that yeah. was about nuclear holocaust. Right. Hundred million people, that was the conditioning in America, uh, s- uh, getting under the desks and waiting for the Soviets to attack. And here I show up, and uh, they look at me, and I'm this non-threatening kind of funny guy and they're like going we're afraid of this <laughs> yeah and i met their need okay and they met mine i bought a car i bought a house i got you know i mean i was like really doing good and then it's like you have a headache what do you get advil once you're done with the headache, what do you do with the Advil? You just put it in the top shelf somewhere and forget until you have another headache. Right. Yeah, well, now you have another headache <laughs> because America is heading towards socialism without understanding it, without seeing it at all. And because they don't like Trump, so they're going, it's better to, you know, Bernie or anybody is better. So they're going, and they don't realize what's there, and it's a trap. Hmm. Hmm. Elliot, your thoughts. You're the political genius in the room. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I obviously I haven't experienced communism, so I can't really speak to that. Right. But, um, but I would say that I think if you have any pure ideology in any country, then you're you're looking for trouble. Yes. I think what you want to do is you want to have a mixture of the things that work yes. and have everybody continue to communicate and be engaged. That's, and that's why the you thing have we... him here. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think you. you need the left and the right to keep in the center. Mm-hmm. You need right. the lane. Uh, when you're driving, you need lane, <laughs> lane on the right, right, lane on the left, so you don't crash. Right. right. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah, and yeah. and if you just ignore that, oh yeah, no, it's okay. We're just heading that way. Mm. There there could be a cliff. Okay, mm. I don't know how that answers my question. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know what Francis. fucking soapbox you got on. But my question was to make fun of Jim Stafford, and somehow we got socialism into, gets into Bernie Bros. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got to Branson. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, right. Oh, go ahead. That, that was basically it, right? That was it. And and in Branson, they didn't know the Soviet Union collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> so, twenty five years later I still make money there yeah. figured it out. yeah thank god <laughs> and i'm not telling them yeah keep it no. why would you i don't think sake. they're listening to this no, are they we, no we got yeah. no bransonites <laughs> <laughs> we got nobody else they're listening to mac davis albums they're fine <laughs> you guys all get together you and stafford and davis who else is down there well now tony orlando few, didn't tony he have a is there yeah he still lives there but he doesn't have a theater most people it, it, it was a boom in 1991 uh, mel tillis and uh andy williams and tony orlando and uh, 60 minutes did an expose on that and they uh, mel tillis was stuttering right but when he's saying he was fine but otherwise he was stuttering so they asked him how much money do you make in branson and he said millions (laughs) and all of a sudden everybody went to branson yeah so i was one of them i didn't have a choice really because two little kids and nobody's hiring me right i gotta find something and, and it worked. It worked great. It worked great. It resonated because to them, they're still in that, they still remember the Soviet Union very well. Mm-hmm. And they are not 
accepting necessarily that it's gone. But what it did for me, I, I knew that I can't, that's not the gig I can rely on. So this is why I got into psychology because what happened also at that time, the money were getting, you know, not much there and the relationship with my wife started to go sour. And so we went through a divorce and, and I was, kind of trying to understand what happened. And this is what my dissertation was all about, really, is understanding the laughter. Uh, because it's called law of laughter and it's LOL. So the reason I, I wanted from scientific perspective to understand why there's so much laughter in the beginning of the relationship and there is none if you're going for a divorce except mm. maybe attorneys laughing <laughs> all the way to the bank, right? Yeah. And, and so as a comedian, I'm trained as you guys are to hear if you're expecting a laugh and if it's not there, you go, ooh, I gotta change something, right? I gotta meet my audience's needs. I gotta try to understand what's going on and but it wasn't happening in my marriage the laughter went away slowly and I didn't notice it and then I had to reverse engineer it and kind of go what are the ingredients and that's what got me to University of Pennsylvania first um, got my master's in psychology there became a professor at Missouri State University teaching a course on happiness and laughter and now I got my doctorate degree at Pepperdine so I really wanted to figure this out yeah. and, and and it kind of parallels to what we're dealing with in the overall society that's how it got me to socialism right. because because one of the ingredients in that formula that I believe is paramount ingredients that we need complementary opposites to be able to create laughter so you and I are or we we have that agreement here i'm talking you're listening so we're complementary opposites then you tell a joke or you know i laugh it's a complementary opposite the moment i start heckling you we're no longer we're not complementary opposites we're adversaries yeah and that's what happens in the relationship when you so being complementary opposites is paramount meet each other's needs is paramount joint sense of humor or you know shared sense of humor is paramount and then laughter happens it's just that simple, but we neglect complementary opposites when we become the same mm -hmm. and and do the same roles, and we be and that's what men and women are doing now. We're just becoming the society is guiding us to be more the same, or the same, or the same. Equal is great. The same is terrible. Yeah, Kills different, laughter. Different things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So socialism, in a way, is a big model of that. It kills laughter. I. I had to be censored as a comedian in Russia by the Department of Jokes, and I'm not I'm not making this up. Every state had a Department of Jokes. They had Department of Songs, um, Department of Plays. Everything had to be censored, and then they would send all of this to Moscow, which had the big Department of Jokes, and then they would stamp that, and that was your script for a year. Whoa. You could not do Couldn't. anything close to nothing. Wow. And the, and the uh, people who were running those theaters where you performed, they were informers of the KGB, and if you did anything that would be off that script or something that could be suspicious, you were reported. What the F? Were you ever reported? Uh, I I had uh, when I was working the cruise ships. Later, when I was leaving, 
the Soviet Union, the guy who was accordion player in my band admitted, told me that he said it was my job. I had to keep an eye on you. That was that was my job. Wow. So I stayed pretty close to the script. But I would tell him jokes that would put me away. Yeah, and he yeah. would laugh. And thank God that he didn't report me. Right, because you weren't performing those, correct? That's correct. Gotcha. That's correct. Um, yeah. Is it the same in Branson? Are there informants now? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I want to bring that up. No, no. It's, it's they, the hillbillies don't really. They don't really. <laughs> I, I say that, of course, for you, but I want to be very clear when yeah, I say hillbillies. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Oh, they them. are. And okay. They are. Thank God they are. You know, yes. No teeth and everything. The whole yeah. Every yeah, yeah, cliche yeah. is happening. Oh, totally, totally. And they're uh, proud of it. And you still have a, th- you still have a theater I there. own the theater, 2006 theater. I entertained there over four and a half million people over wow. this 20, 23 years. And you go back, what, twice a year? Uh-huh. I go, I go in July for like a, 10 days and then two months in... Uh, uh, in October, November. Is it a big deal when you come back? Like yeah, Yakov's back in town, or I, I think so. I'm at this point because Andy Williams is gone. Tony Orlando is really not performing there, so there's not that many name entertainers anymore. It's more oh. people who are local, um, and they're very good, but nationally they're not well known. That's not happening. Yeah. There's a, isn't there, there was a documentary on a, f- a family that started there and they kind of became... Presley's, yeah. Is that who Presley's, it is, the Presley's? Uh-huh. Yeah, Presley's and Bold Knobbers. They're two kind of rather 50 years ago. They started that. And it was just a hillbilly entertainment and people would come there for fishing and, uh, you know, and then they would go at night time and, and watch the show. And then Roy Clark actually was the first kind of celebrity who went there and and started bringing other people. That's how it opened up for the going, wow, we can do this and sleep in our home, in our own home, why, right. why wouldn't we? Yeah. So, so it, it grew, uh, it grew and now it's not as, as big as it was in the 90s, really, it was boom time for them. Yeah. yeah. Are there, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by it, but not enough to do any research. I'm just gonna ask you a question. Yeah. Are, are, is there an amusement park nearby? Or is, is it like Vegas and there's just like a strip of theaters and? They're, they're both. There's okay. an amusement park, it's called Silverdale City. And the founders of that park, Hershens, uh, they, they're pretty prominent there. So that started this. Uh, people were kind of, there were caves. They have a lot of caves. Right. And they start selling tickets for a dollar or something to go to a cave. I wouldn't go because that sounds like <laughs> KGB and, and I wouldn't go. But but they brought a lot of people and they discovered it and that's where the press kind of take took over uh, entertainment side and it it worked out. It's a finale. It's, it's unprecedented. I don't think anything, uh, and they're trying to copy it in, uh, in uh, Myrtle Beach and in uh, a couple of other places, but it didn't, it didn't really do the same thing. Off. No, yeah, it's fascinating. It was organic, very organic. Right, yeah. which is why it worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you try to replicate that, it's right. going to be, uh, I guess, it, inorganic. It, it <laughs> were, and I, I was learning English, English for twenty years before I went there. 
then I went there and I had to start all over again, yeah. you know. <laughs> so Mel Tillis was teaching me English, so that... Not yeah. the right call. No, well, Andrew Dice Clay taught me first. Yeah, and, well, yeah you it, just had two horrible yeah. mentors. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, are you still getting up, uh, do you go locally at all? Do you, you, you still go to the comedy store and do sets? Yeah, yeah, you do? I do every Friday night, eight o'clock, normally they give me, I don't do it often, but every Friday night, it just keeps me in shape and it's great to be uh, in that, uh, it's like my home, yeah. you know, I build tables there and booths and, you know, so I walk in there and my name is like in neon and, right. you know, it's really, uh, it feels good to have that in your life that you, and I was able to come back and the comedy store is doing better than ever. It really is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's great. And the crowds are, they're packing, it's like, during the heyday when the Robin was there and Richard Pryor and Billy Crystal, it's it's that it's happening. That again? Yeah. Do the uh, 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 do the young comics give you? Do they revere you the way that they should? And I mean that, like, because young kids may not know your career. Do they go, "Who's the old man taking up stage time no. for us?" Or do they understand I, I, that you I, laid the t you set the table for them? I, I, I'm I'm blown away by how respectful and how. It chokes me up even, you know, when, when you know, I'm there at the, near the bar and Eddie Murphy walks in and, or, uh, you know, and they know who I am or uh, Adam Sandler or, you know, uh, 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 Chris Rock, you know, I was standing there, I want to take a picture with him, but I don't really want to interrupt. He comes over and says, um, do, do, you, do you mind if I take a picture with you? <laughs> and it's like, holy, just somebody pinch me. Yeah. You know, and Dave Chappelle comes over, I want to be on this picture. <laughs> and I'm like, this is crazy. But they're they're all very respectful because they're saying, we watched you. Good. And we, were, we were just deciding, do we want to do comedy or not? Right. So, so I've been very blessed. That's with that. great. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. Man, any questions before we go? I don't. I can't think of any. Just wonderful. What a joy. Yeah. What a you. joy you are. Thank and I mean you. that. Uh, again, I'm repeating myself, but as a guy that grew up watching that, and of course, just like those guys. Yeah. Like wanting to get into this business, and, yeah. and luckily having the success that I've had, and uh, just getting to meet you and get to know your story has just been wonderful. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. And I know that we had to reschedule a few times, but we yeah. finally made it happen. And I was stuck in an airport in Chicago, so I couldn't. Uh, the last time you were supposed yeah, to be yeah, here, yeah, so I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, be here. Anyway, a pleasure to meet you, sir. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Uh, yeah, what a I joy. I really appreciate it. And, and you, have a, you have a good team. And I'm very blessed to have you You have guys. a future president here. Let's see how that Palms thing goes first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not jump ahead <laughs> of ourselves. Like great, great. <laughs> right? Let's see if you can get that best buy back in business. <laughs> <laughs> That's Culver City, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. yeah let's <laughs> take what I said then. seriously. Uh, I mean, have the Bob Goldsmiths looking over there. There's Garen Cockrell, the councilman, Elliot Hoper, the Hunter Matt Belknap. I'm going to say it, my new friend, Jakob Smirnoff. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast, AK-47, Gone, Not Forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.